ready as I'll ever be. Good to go. Going live. And we are live. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Technomics Podcast. I'm Chris with the Good Old Gamer YouTube channel. And, of course, I'm joined by my co-host, Paul, from the Not an Apple Fan YouTube channel. And today we have a very special guest, the superhero himself, the NVIDIA fighter-in-chief, Steve from Hardware Unboxed. Welcome, Steve. I Hello, intro, Steve. thank you. <laughs> well, I, I got uh, you the superhero thumbnail. I'm like, I got to do something a little special for you. Yeah, did you like that, Steve? Did you like that? Did you see it I, I, I didn't. I did. I saw a few people saying 10 out of 10 on the thumbnail, and I have to agree that is quite an impressive thumbnail. Maybe um, overstating my importance, but whatever. I'll, I'll take it. Thank you very much. Well, you know, it's YouTube. You got to over embellish a little bit. But believe it or not, getting the Superman logo on the chest with the hub logo, that was the hard part. The rest of it was pretty easy. <laughs> yeah, I thought that um, was difficult. All right. Glad you are putting the uh, Photoshop skills to good use there right photoshop Sorry. skills <laughs> i'm just getting the chat up so i can see what the boys are saying there and you girls. Go. all right it looks like we're live everybody's pretty happy in the chat so uh steve how's uh your holiday been let's start with the the pleasantries before we uh really start kicking the door down you have a good christmas good new year all that uh, yep yep good good time with the family pretty relaxed a lot of family catching up at events and stuff like that over about a course of a week and of course, squeezing in work at night and stuff in between because, you know, can't mm. really take that much time off. And there's plenty <laughs> of stuff happening this time of year. It's actually, January is a crazy time of year for us to try and take time off for holidays because, you know, CES, there's always mm. a lot of, or hopefully a lot of exciting announcements. And then generally new products aren't too far after. And this month we've got pretty much a product release every week with two at the final week. So yeah. one of the busier months we've had in quite some time. Yeah, speaking of product releases, because we were talking about it a little bit before, but is there really a official launch date for the low-end Intel stuff? Because I just see them showing up on some websites. Some websites don't have them. And honestly, I, I didn't even have a clue when they were supposed to launch. Was there like an official day for that? Can you educate me on that one? Uh, yes, there. Well, <laughs> as I understand it, the official release was for the the motherboards really so intel always goes about the locked parts in quite an unusual way they don't they kind of quietly push them out they don't really want to make a big deal or much fuss about them they really want to make all the emphasis on i suppose the benchmark winning KSQs. so with the for example they didn't send me a lock cpu so there was no mm. sample there, there was a sort of official unofficial sample program where some people got sampled cpus um it's kind of a, a very weird process i don't understand it i still i've asked intel uh, mm -hmm. whether we could get samples for lock cpus and they said we can and they'll they're working it out for us and i, I to this day i've not heard anything which <laughs> So the way it went, though, was I signed an NDA for motherboards, B660 okay. motherboards. So I got those in, and it, it seems like Intel leaves it up to the motherboard makers to, to provide you with a CPU, or you just buy it yourself. So fortunately, I was able to get the Core i7-12700 ahead of release. So I used that for my testing. I've since bought the 12400, and I've got the Core i3s now. And I think I even bought, like, the Celeron model, so that should be interesting um but yeah few few of the lower end i think the pentium as well 
So, yeah, no official sort of review program in that sense. It's more about getting the motherboards out and then really you need those CPUs to test the motherboards or what's the point? Like, right. Yeah. Well, your 12700 came out the day of CES because I remember watching that. And I'm like, are, are these out? And then Paul and I did a live stream a couple of days later and he's like, they're out. And then I couldn't find them anywhere. It's just weird because to me, this is the most interesting thing that Intel has done yeah. in a long time. And like you said, they don't they don't care which doesn't make sense because this is the part that can really propel them back into the mainstream uh, zeitgeist, in my opinion. Yeah. yeah. Well, even if you look at previous generations, like the failed 11th gen, we say it's the failed 11th gen because the flagship part, the 1100K, was the biggest joke we've seen in, well, as long as I can remember. The 11700K was better in terms of value, but still a pretty weak competitor and you know, performance was a bit all over the place. But stuff like the 11400F, that was pretty good pretty good value mm -hmm. like if, you, if you've got a decent b uh 560 motherboard put that on there not a bad combo don't think i would have invested in that platform unless you absolutely had to uh but the best part arguably the best part of that platform and it was never ever sampled and previous generations like you know the, the 10 400f that was a great part as well awesome value really gave amd a serious run for their money and as far as Intel was concerned, they didn't want anyone reviewing that part. They were not interested in any reviews of that part. They, I think I asked them at the time, they said, yeah, we're only interested in promoting the 10600K from the Core i5 range. It kind of so, seems like they're missing the boat on that one then yeah. from the corporate level. Yeah, I think, yeah, I'm not, I'm not sure what the mentality there is or, or what the thinking is. It seems like with Intel, it's just really all about winning the benchmarks, which is, I guess, why they had such a big problem with Cinebench for so long. But yeah, they, they just want to chart top, and if they're not chart topping, they don't want they don't want their CPU mid-range in the graph or towards the bottom, even if that could still be the best CPU that we're recommending. But that's just, you know, right. I guess well, on my end. What was that? When we were chatting the other day, I sent you a GN's video about the 12100. And in gaming, it beats the pants off of the 3600 and basically matches the 3900X in gaming. Yep. I'm like, this is a $100 CPU matching last generation's $500 CPU. I mean, you would assume that they would be like, hmm, somebody's going to find this very interesting and this can make for a really good chart. But yeah. <laughs> Yeah, well, there's no real surprises there because gaming's not about core count. It's about yeah, how right. fast the cores are, the IPC. And when you get four blazing fast cores uh, with a decent, you know, decent size L3 cache, which is all part of the IPC, you get good gaming performance. So it doesn't shock me that that CPU is great for gaming. Of course, if you're streaming or whatever, then yeah, you probably want to upgrade to a, a core i7 model or something. Yeah, at least the i5. Uh, but yeah, really good CPU otherwise and I get. I haven't reviewed it. I'm going off gamers Nexus, but you know, those guys usually get things pretty bang on, and I'm sure they have in this instance because it's exactly what I was expecting. Yeah, I watched that yeah. review. It was it was actually startling that you how much you could get done with that. And I think their bottom line on it was like, um, you know, if you're doing anything that requires like you know tile based rendering or whatever, you know, you you do actual work with a CPU, it can do it, but you probably shouldn't be doing it with this. But gaming, it's absolutely brilliant yeah. cpu it's basically gaming on backwards anything as demanding <laughs> as gaming and lower there, there's almost no point in anything else i just want to yeah. say hey to connor uh he's in here and he's not too thrilled about the 12 gigabyte we'll talk about that here in a minute i did just want to acknowledge that one yeah give people time to arrive before we start going on in the 12 gigabyte 3080 yeah because that that's going to be the big topic and uh 
Paul, you still fired up? You still got um, the uh, <laughs> you got, got got the Irish heat going, aka what? whiskey. Yeah. People keep saying to me, Paul, you're drinking and stuff, and I'm like, it's it's fucking twelve o'clock at night. If I don't drink, I'll be asleep. <laughs> yeah, so somebody was asking if uh, Steve was drinking. It's eleven a.m. for him. It's a little early for him. Yeah, yeah I, I'm actually I'm trying to stay awake, remain focused. Uh, yeah, I'm in my, at this stage of the day, I'm in my fog, which, you know, 11am oh, yeah. for me, uh, might not be that early for some people. I've been up for a while. I, I think I got up at about, uh, seven o'clock this morning, which yeah. I've had a few late nights. I, so the night before I went to bed at 3.30am and I was up, uh, at about seven. So that was a rough day yesterday. I'm glad we didn't do it yesterday because I would have been struggling to focus or whatever but yeah 11 a.m bit early for me this is usually the stage where I sort of wake up do emails and stuff and then work out what i'm doing for the day i was actually just doing some benchmarking for an upcoming radion review so getting all my data up to date so i sort of just sit there click you know run the benchmark runs mm -hmm. pretty monotonous and yeah. i call it the benchmark fog because my wife can come in and talk to me I'm like yeah and she walks out and i forgot she even came in <laughs> so but I'll, yeah. I'll uh i'll do my best to to to, to be awake yeah, my, my buddy Austin got to see the benchmark fog. He, he let me borrow his 3090. He lives right down the road. So I was like, you can come over, hang out. We'll do it together. And he, he was like talking to me and stuff. It was the same thing. I'm just like numbers. Do oh, the thing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, you have to be laser focused on it because you have to make sure all the settings are right. You're doing mm -hmm. the right thing. And yeah, you're recording everything correctly. So it's it's really easy just to zone out of everything else and just hone in on that. And yeah, get the old benchmark fog going. All that and I had... I had to get all these benchmarks done in the amount of time that he was here. So like I had like a three or four hour window and that was it. So it's like, this has to get done. <laughs> yeah, that's brutal. Yeah, but yeah. good stuff. When having a new baby and then having mm. another one that you have to get up and bring oh, yeah. to school and stuff like that. And then being up at 12 o'clock at night, like this is the new 4 a.m. in the morning for me, right? <laughs> so, yeah, I don't, I don't go, I don't go to bed as late anymore. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I've become an old man. I'm in bed by one at the latest and I'm up yeah. by like eight at the latest. Yeah, no, I, I totally feel that. I used to do all-nighters quite regularly back mm. in the, the earlier tech spot days. But yeah, I mean, I always look pretty crap on camera anyway because I'm sleep deprived and whatnot. But yeah, I had <laughs> my my second child when we started the YouTube channel. Uh, so that was, yeah, I don't know how I did it because my wife was working as well. She went back to work like three months after. Mm -hmm. So... Yeah, I was like bottle feeding and stuff while trying to like get benchmarking done and <laughs> bass nets yeah. and benchmarks. Let's go. <laughs> I, I, I honestly don't know how I did it looking back, but yeah, yeah you just do what you got to do, I guess, don't you? You've the yeah. hard work done now, have you? Have you? Have you only got two kids or two kids, and that's that's it for us. Mm -hmm. We're we're hundred percent done. So yeah, yeah no, same, we're really same. enjoying it. Don't know how people do more than two. I honestly don't. Yeah. Well, my, yeah. my wife wants a girl, so I got to go at least three. But if I have a third boy, I'm like, that's, we're done. Um, I'm out of here. <laughs> that, that, that's it. We're running out of rooms and houses are too pricey to move. So we're done. Yeah. <laughs> no, fair enough. Fair enough indeed. Yeah. Um, so we so could I, probably... do, I do want to address Samuel here. And yes, Steve is from the future. That's how come he knows everything. He's got the crystal ball because he's literally in the future. Yeah. 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 I've also got Tim on my side, so that helps. That's right. Yeah. And his wizardry. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Does he still have the mustache? I can't remember. No, he shaved that off for charity. I think he made oh. like 
13,000 US or something like that, what? shaving it off for charity. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Mental, mental health charity. So yeah, there's a, there's a, there'll be a video on the channel. You probably got to find it. It shouldn't be too hard to find. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so we'll probably do more of that in the future. My my price was five hundred five hundred dollars. The boys paid me five hundred dollars to shave my beard. It wasn't for charity, just 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 to shave my beard off. So be money. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and I did. So that's where the beard went, and I miss it every day. Use bastards. Yeah, every mine mine's almost back to full speed. So I'm I'm all right with it. Yeah, yeah. All right. So yeah. I, I think the boys want us to get into it because I'm reading the chat and so. Uh, Paul, did did you want to kick anything off before we jump into the Nvidia stuff? Or well, uh... no, I think we should jump into the Nvidia stuff because it's the main topic of 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 the discussion. It's it's the main reason why Steve is here, and it's uh, well, Steve was going to be here anyway, but yeah, say incidentally, but incidentally, it worked but out. yeah, yeah. Um, so you did a video, Steve. Um, you want to tell people the brief TLDR? Sure. Well, I'm actually the, the, the quite funny. Although I planned to be here anyway. I think the last time you guys had me on was after the last NVIDIA drama a year ago. I think so, yeah. So <laughs> kind of crazy. How, of course, this isn't uh, nearly the same magnitude that was, but right. uh, it's still annoying all the same. But yeah, I think, well, to summarize the video that I put out, um, I don't know the best way to summarize it really, but essentially we had review samples of a 12 gigabyte RTX 3080, which isn't the most exciting product in the world admittedly but we had samples of it we wanted to know what it was about show you guys and we were well we're given the I, I was okayed apparently to get the driver it was all going ahead as far as everyone knew and about a week out i said to nvidia you know when do you expect the driver to be ready because nvidia is always a bit slow with drivers and stuff like that and it's it's generally a headache so i thought i'd get in early and at that point, NVIDIA didn't indicate to me that there wouldn't be a driver. They just said, yep, no worries. Uh, we'll, we'll contact HQ. We'll get all those details for you and we'll get back to you. Days went by, heard nothing. Uh, so I reached out to NVIDIA again, you know, where's this driver? Because it was four days, so two business days plus the weekend, uh, which, you know, it's not that much fun having to spend all weekend mm. getting this stuff done. So anyway, right. they got back to me and just said, uh, yeah, now there'll be no driver now. So you just have to wait till the public release. You can download it off our website. Should be available on the day that it goes uh, live. And that was, that was sort of that. And it was a very short email. Uh, I contacted a few of the partners we were working with. They're like, no, that can't be right. That's, that's not right at all. And then they went off and spent another day back and forth with NVIDIA. And it turned out, yeah, not, the reviews have been canceled. And then uh, I asked... NVIDIA, you know, do we have any specs of the card? Because I've got the card in hand and I roughly know what the specs are, but we don't know the official specifications. Uh, you know, do you have an MSRP? Do you have a price? And they just replied with, we have nothing to announce at this time or something along those yeah. lines. It was very brief, very short. It was basically, basically it was like a, a giant middle finger. That's all the email was, was here you go. I mean, yeah, that, that that's essentially what it was. It was a bugger off, you know, Mm -hmm. We're not interested in you reviewing it. Um, at least at this point in time, you know, you can wait and review it uh, once they go on sale. So that's essentially what happened. Mm -hmm. um, and then there's a few reasons why this annoyed me. Not so much personally why I was annoyed for others. Because, like, people always think that we get upset about this stuff because of views or because of review samples or whatever. And none of those things I care about too much. And it's like, yeah... This sort of drama does create a lot of views, but 
I would have much rather have not had to deal with all of that crap. Just test the card as we would test it. Basically, give your opinions of what we think about it, show you the actual performance, and then you guys have the information. Mm. And like I said, it's not... You know, you could argue that it's not a product that needs a review, mm-hmm. but at the same time, I'd argue that all products need a review. Yes, because right. <clears throat> Because of multiple... Like, again, I'm not suggesting there was anything odd happening with this particular product. I, I, I'd always expect it to be what we expect it to be, but we have seen products come out before where we expected it to be something, and then, hang on, we found something that's, you know, wasn't made clear here that's a bit mm-hmm. dodgy or... Right. So, so it's always good to just have a thorough test of something, get the numbers out there, and that wasn't possible at least before the the reviews went live. I well, wish so... I wish I had. I wish I remembered who told me this, but it was uh, about a week ago. I heard that there were twenty eight, twenty sixty, twelve gigabiting to thirty to thirty eighty. So they they knew, mm-hmm. as far as I'm aware, they knew a while back that they weren't going to do that. And did you you didn't get a uh, a sample from Nvidia, did you? You got one from the ARBs. No, no so there's no Founders Edition version yeah. of that card. So Nvidia was always going to rely on their partners to sample this particular product. Yeah. And uh, as far as I know, it was communicated to the partners that there was definitely going to be a review program, or it was up to them to uh to sample the cards to who they wanted to sample it to they would make the driver available and that would be that and that that's usually what happens when partners sample the cards so it's it's annoying because it's completely unnecessary like a couple of people like oh you know nvidia didn't have the driver ready which is absolute garbage Mm -hmm. so this isn't some brand new architecture that needs a reworking of the driver for nvidia to update their drivers to support this card, I imagine for their driver team, is a matter of minutes. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the driver was always ready anyway because we knew a driver existed. Yeah. Uh, and basically, they were withholding. They were withholding the driver, and there was no reason to do so. Well, it was it was unnecessary. We know the reasons why they did it, but it, as far as we're concerned, they're not valid reasons. So, and. So there are a few reasons why I didn't like them doing it and why I made the video I made. And it'll be interesting to see what you guys think about this. But one thing that sort of bothered me about this whole GA102 thing from the start is the fact that we reviewed this product back in well, September 17th, 2020. Yeah. Yep. And in my opinion, the RTX 3080 was one of the best products NVIDIA produced since, well, Pascal. Yeah, which was it, it which was one, a true true 1080 Ti replacement at 1080 Ti pricing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was a, it was a great value product. Uh, I know people were complaining about the price still and this and that, and there was some negativity. But um, in my opinion, I thought it was a fantastic product. Yeah. They they'd improved ray tracing to the point where if you wanted to use it, it, it's a usable feature now. In my opinion, whereas previously I didn't really find that as much. Uh, and just performance in general, general rasterization performance is mighty impressive. And for $700 US, that was a great product. So we were excited about it. You guys were excited about it. The audience was excited about it and people wanted to buy it. So $700 MSRP and there were were some cards available at MSRP at launch. Uh, There were a lot that were listed near the MSRP and a lot of people ordered them, of course. So... Mm -hmm. Um, speaking with various retailers, they had uh, they were taking orders straight after release for some of them for months, but some of them cancelled yeah. after a month when it, yeah. when it became obvious those orders wouldn't be fulfilled. And there are people out there who put a down payment on an RTX 3080. They they paid 
the MSRP or close to. And some of them, in the hope that they would eventually, that would be honoured, waited 12 months. You know, and then in or, the end, the retailers... Mm-hmm. Or longer, yeah, yeah. And uh, the money was refunded or they ended up having to cough up more, like double, to end up eventually getting the product. And that's crazy at that point because a big part of the value aspect is owning it for the 12 months, not buying... Right. Not, not paying more than full price for 12-year-old technology that you can then only enjoy for, a, well, less than the 12 months you would have on whatever it ended yeah. up being. So for me, and again, I, I get the business side of things. I get why they've done it. So I understand why that makes sense. But at the same time, when you've got these loyal customers who have jumped on your latest product and are supporting your brand and want you, that product, and then you're like, eh, you know, guys, we can actually make more money. So yeah. see you later. We're going to segment the crap out of this silicon mm-hmm. now. And we're going to make every last dollar. And, you know, the first step of that was the RTX 3080 Ti. And a big part of why I didn't like the RTX 3080 Ti is because they should have been RTX 3080s. Mm-hmm. And yeah, they wouldn't have been $700, but it would have helped push the price down. Or at least at least that would have been a genuine step, not yes. this LHR bull crap or whatever else they've come <laughs> up with. Right, it would have been yeah. a, it would have been like we're genuinely trying guys like we are all the supply we can throw out this thing that's not going to be rtx 3090 we're trying to make it happen for you guys so mm. the, the people who have been loyal to our brand get that product and then well, let, just let, you... let's be honest nvidia really has shown their cards that they simply do not give two flying craps about the pc no. gaming market they, they live... we, yeah deep down we all knew that <laughs> like, yeah, yeah but now we have the evidence real quick i do want to say thank you casey for the 10 spot and he just says yeah. he's loving it so appreciate it loving casey, the rant yeah. thank you buddy yeah i think what makes it worse is just that they're not being transparent and all the lies and bs that's yeah. what makes this thing even more it's like just be honest that's what you're doing mm. don't try and bs gamers and tell them that they do care about them and they're a priority and all this and and so the, yeah, the fact that, that I think that's one of the things I really don't like about the RTX 3080 gigabyte, apart from all the other shenanigans, is that they should just be the 10 gigabyte cards and they should just be trying to get that price down for those parts rather than, because we know the RTX 3080 12 gigabyte, that's like the MSRP is $1,000 on that, yes, somewhere around exactly. there for sure. It, well, no, it doesn't have an MSRP. I'm not going to no. give these guys the benefit of the doubt. It has no MSRP. It's whatever well, the hell these people want it to be. It's dynamic for sure, depending on what the market will bear. But right now, it's like a thousand dollars plus. Here's my here's my here's my thoughts on it. Number one, uh, I I understand that you didn't get a driver, and that's upsetting. And it's upsetting for me because I I think everybody should be entitled. Mike said, "Why did we get a review?" By the way, thanks, Nathan, for the ten ten dollars. I appreciate it. Thank you, Nate. If, I say I save the question. We'll get yeah, to it later. Yeah. If the question is not related to the topic we're on, we're probably going to save it till later, and then we'll get back on it. But if it's related to what we're talking about now, we'll probably ask steve or, or talk about it ourselves but what i i understand and i to answer mike's quite mike was like i don't get the reason why uh not getting a driver before launch is a big deal and i was like well do you want to know how a product performs before you spend your money right. on it i would argue yes you should know how a product performs before you spend the money on the big big thing i was really annoyed about was there was no msrp and that's the that, that i'm worried that that's going to be the norm now that nvidia is is terrified that they're going to get because I think that their next generation of graphics cards is going to get even more expensive. And to just say, like, they tried messing with, with MSRPs by doing Founders Edition and non-Founders Edition MSRPs and stuff. Like, they're trying to make MSRPs not the the, the talk of a GPU Well, they're launch. trying to get rid of them. Yeah. yeah. And they get rid of them. Because it 
I'm hearing things and I never have concrete because I don't have I don't have industry contacts like you do Steve where like I'm hearing things like it do, uh, behind the scenes AMD and Nvidia are putting up their bomb costs to their AIBs anyway so this was Nvidia's way of just going there is no bomb cost it's whatever we determine it is at a specific right. point in time and then you can slap on whatever you want on the other end and that becomes the price whatever the market will bear right and it's like i really hate that idea um yeah. i want to thank carnizel for the two spot he just said uh, i give nvidia an overall 3.5 out of four so apparently he likes the shady tactics <laughs> which is fine if you like sleazy tactics you know they're, they're doing pretty good he's a maxwell fan yeah uh <laughs> Yeah, look, I've, I've, I've heard similar stories as well, uh, but no real evidence. And I don't yeah. trust AIBs much more than I trust the, exactly. the primary source. So, yeah. yeah, but I mean, no, none of that would surprise me. I think, again, like someone you were saying, what's the big deal with reviewers not getting drivers? And I think, again, for this product, you could easily argue that it's a 12 gigabyte RTX 3080. We, we know what the performance is. Um, we know that the price, the, we know that the MSRP is somewhat irrelevant in the sense that it's not going to be that price. It's going to be what, you know, what it, it was always going to be in terms of price. It was going to slot in between the 10 gigabyte 3080 and the 3080 Ti, probably closer to 3080 Ti. And in terms of performance, it was going to slot in between those two parts. And again, probably be closer to the 3080 Ti. So there's not much mystery there. Yeah. But... The, so it, you, it's you more certainly... that they're changing the dynamic here. The, this well, is kind of what you guys are saying. They're trying to set a new precedent is the thing. Yeah, yeah. there's and, a few things, yeah. Right. Well, number one, in this market, if you don't get it day one, you don't get it at a reasonable price. It's going to be 50% higher than that on eBay. So you mm -hmm. have to buy it day one. So this is why it's a big deal that reviewers don't have reviews up immediately. Because what if it, you know, the new GDDR didn't run so good and it hurt your performance? It's not impossible that something like that could theoretically happen. You, you just really don't know. Um, so you have to buy it day one, and you have no information on how the product goes. And once again, with the MSRP not being there, they're trying to set that as the new normal. And if you don't think that AMD is looking at this going, if they get away with this shit, why would we not do this? because then they can literally change the price on a whim. They don't get the blowback of having too low on MSRPs. Uh, they don't have, you know, if price, they can raise prices. Remember, tech, you, you can never really raise prices. You could always lower prices. But in what they're doing now is they can, behind the scenes, raise the price and just be like, what? We didn't do nothing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's, again, yeah, you could argue that we, we don't need to review this particular product because we really know what it's about, and maybe that's true. But as you're saying, well... Every time NVIDIA thinks that a product's not going to be received well or they're, they're doing something a little bit underhanded, they just can the reviews. Is that okay? Like, do you yeah. want to just let them know that, like, if, if you think that a, a product's not going to get a positive review, is it okay just to sort of bury that product until it hits market and then find out later? Well, if they do this only on the shitty products, then everybody yeah. knows don't buy the one that they don't review. Now, what I think is going to happen is they're just not going to allow you guys to do any of them, period. Mm -hmm. And then this way, no. you don't know what you're getting. Yeah. Um, yeah. That, that would be my guess. Or that's the route that I think that they're eventually going to go towards and get people used to. And, you know, this would be fine. Like, a lot of people are like, you don't get cars before they're out type of thing for reviews. And you even said it in your thing. It's not that you deserve them. But this is the standard. 
This is the way things have been done for 30 years, basically, in the PC market. You can't just go, I don't want to do it anymore. Yeah. 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 And get people used to it is another thing to sort of hone in on there because what they saw with the 3070 Ti, the 3080 Ti, people really pushing back against these MSRPs, even though, again, you can argue how relevant they are. Right. But they really what they want to be getting people used to are these sky high prices, not necessarily the sky high prices we're seeing right now, but higher prices than we used to see. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They, they don't want to go back to selling you like a mid range GP for $200. And, you know, they don't, they don't want to have flagship GPUs at $700. Mm-hmm. So by having reviewers and like, because if they release this product, I think n- not unanimously, but almost unanimously, the feedback from reviewers, especially the reviewers, you know, like the Linus, li- the Linus is out there, the the Steve from Gamers Nexus, because I think even Linus would have been harsh on this one, but I don't know. But I know Steve from Gamers Nexus would have just been like, why? Yeah. Um, well, and it, well I, I gave Linus a hard time on his 3080 Ti video, and a lot of other people did. And I, I think Linus kind of figured out where he made a mistake on that yeah. one. So. <laughs> Possibly, but, but, I, yeah, I, yeah. But but most I, people I, would probably I, be hard on this. I think there would be millions of views worth of negative uh, feedback criticism on that particular product, and, and people pushing back against the prices and telling their audiences to wait and don't buy this and you know hang in there, guys. And I think yeah, they they don't want that. They 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 want people to sort of just break and come to terms with okay you know when prices recover a little bit it's like oh amazing prices have recovered a bit let's go buy yeah uh and and not have people hang out for those mythical msrps so i think that's all part of it as well well i have i I always tell the story i have a friend uh he's a polish chap his name is mario uh mario you got a shout out and he's he's a really nice chap but he doesn't know anything about hardware he always calls me up and he wants to buy his stuff and he was buying a pc uh, that had a 3080 in it and he asked me what the what it should cost because he knew the prices were a bit inflated and i told him 700 euro and he was like no way that's too it's too good of a card for seven and yeah nvidia knows that most people out there are that and that the people like me you and chris control the narrative and i know that sounds a bit weird but like there would be no narrative though if there wasn't places like hardware and box yeah, nexus right. And 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 then the those their fans are the people who would get be asked by their friends what graphics card should I buy right and if there's no narrative if there's no like oh this is a shitty thing if there's nobody informing the 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 less informed people out there that this is mm-hmm. a shitty thing then it just becomes the new norm and that's that's what I think the intrinsic and Nvidia know that and that's why they're trying to kill that news source right they're trying to just kill it dead so there's no negative news and there's only positive news and shut up and buy nvidia and just do what you're told and and also yeah. trace all your games that's another one they want <laughs> well uh like the guys are saying in here was it marcus barton he's like the zotac store is selling the 3080 this is directly from zotac uh 1599 i actually believe that this is going to replace the 3080 ti i think they're just gonna get rid of that you'll have 3090 ti and then this thing no, and there'll be thirty. The other car, the other cards in between will just. I think they'll kill the thirty eighty. I think they'll kill the thirty eighty. Well, that's, that's already dead. That's that's already gone. Yeah, I, but, well, but I think the thirty eighty Ti they're going to get rid of as well, and I think this thing's going to be basically twelve ninety nine to fifteen ninety nine, and then you'll have two thousand on the other one in in real world pricing because they don't yeah. have MSRPs. I I don't think they'll. I, I, I personally I don't think they'll do any of that. I think what's going to happen is, if. They, they the the cream of the crop silicon 
they want to sell for the maximum amount of profits. Sure. So that's where the 3090 Ti comes in, right. the 3090. And then the 3080 Ti, I don't think that'll get cut either because that's like silicon that wasn't, it's, it's heavily segmented. So silicon that wasn't quite enough, quite good enough to be a 3090, 3080 Ti, and you make good money off that. And the problem was when you had silicon that wasn't quite good enough to be a 3080 Ti, they were selling it for like nearly half the price which isn't good and they don't want to do that. Yeah. So from a business sense, it makes sense. They're like, we really need to relaunch the 3080 and get that much closer to the 3080 Ti in terms of price. So that silicon, that more defective silicon, we can really cash in on. So that's exactly what they've done. Yeah. And so yeah. the 3080 now is just like the worst of the worst silicon. When it can't be a 12 gigabyte model, they're like, well, that's yeah. that's where it goes. It's, it's yeah. the, the, only, only the, when a memory controller gets Yeah, when, when yeah. the fires <laughs> are broken, yeah, it'll get that. Yeah, but yeah that, the... the the, the the bin there is the 3080 the the original one and even then that'll probably hurt they'll mm. you know they won't want to be doing that but that that'll be a worst case scenario for them and yeah that, again that's why they didn't release the msrp because you know that msrp on the 12 gigabyte model is closer to the 3080 ti because they don't want to lose all that money and i'm i'm honestly really torn on this one because it makes perfect business sense that they are capitalizing on the current market and taking advantage of it, but they're a business that invests and makes these products to do exactly that. And I'm not a big fan of distributors lining their pockets or AIBs lining their pockets. I'd rather, if someone's gonna gouge the consumer and make out with you know all the money, I'd rather that be the person that developed the product. Mm -hmm. If you get what I mean? So yeah. I'm somewhat torn on that. And I'd almost be happy with that and and could and could accept that if it wasn't for the BS they do with the reviews and 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 trying to suppress independent reviews mm. and the fact that you did kind of release the RTX 3080 10 gigabyte and you did tell everybody it would be $700 US yeah so you you you've got all the positive you know press out of doing right. that i looked this and is... even before mining they didn't really honor that they they didn't have the supply to honor that this is the company that talks out of both sides in our mouth. This is the company that went on CES and told you how fantastic it is to have NVIDIA products and NVIDIA uh, displays because it makes you 2% or 3% a better FPS player, yeah. right? Yeah, but I then but then proceeds to sell you <laughs> 10 minutes of why you should play on their streaming service, which has lots of input delay and, you know, milliseconds and milliseconds of... of <laughs> like In yeah. the same event, they first talked about the they display... They were actually back-to-back, back Yeah, too. that's what I said. They first talked about <laughs> how the good the display is and, and their GPUs and then went on to talk about their streaming service and how you should sign up to that. Like, in the same event, I was like is this brain dead like do you know what i mean and then yeah. they they qu actually quoted i can't remember it was really low it was like three two three it or was, four it percent was three percent because uh, i was watching you and daz and i you guys were like how the hell they even measured this yeah <laughs> well i mean even if they i know the way they do measure it but it's like three percent like that, oh buy all this expensive equipment you get three percent better at yes, run your games at 360 <laughs> fps with your three thousand dollar graphics card you'll be three percent um, better in the game that you don't get paid for by the way we're ramming gamer. by the way we're ramming rtx down your your throat which you can't get any game to run at 300 fps so we're also going to talk about that in the middle of our mouth so we're talking out of both sides of our mouth and the middle of our mouth <laughs> yeah there's a bit of a disconnect there and i get why it's frustrating but yeah. at the end of the day as long as they're not as long as they're not lying or really bending the truth i don't care about those presentations or what they say as, as long right. as they're you know, mm. it when I care is when 
they try to stop people from going and investigating those claims. That, that's what gets annoying. Yeah. And again, like delaying reviews, it doesn't seem like a big deal and it's not a product that, you know, you could argue needed a review. But at the same time, it's good to have those independent reviews out. Well, you, you, they're necessary. They need to be there. You can't just take their word for this sort of stuff. And, and this way. What if they did this with the 4080 launch? Well, again, that, like, say, yeah. Well, you know, yeah, it might not I'm, matter I'm, this time. I'm gonna, what happens when it does matter? I'm going to counter one of Steve's points there. I think I think to say that, and I understand what you're, where you're coming from, but to say that it doesn't need a review, frankly, if, if it was NVIDIA saying that, I'd call it bullshit. Because, oh, no, yeah. because you've got a 3080 that's that's 10 gigabytes and, um, you know, 700 bucks, right? And if all of this mining stuff disappears tomorrow, that's the price it will be selling for, right? And then you've got a, a, a card that we nobody knows the price of, but it could be a thousand bucks, right? And then you've got a card that's that's twelve hundred bucks. And if you don't have a review, you don't know if you're a normal normie, you don't you go maybe go check Linus Tech Tips on, on, on the day before you buy a card or whatever, or you check your video, or maybe you just type in thirty eighty TI twelve gigabyte and you see what the reviews say. You're not gonna have the information that um you should really buy the thirty eighty because uh this card is very slightly very slightly faster and the only benefit is 12 gigabytes of ram or maybe maybe it might come into the case where you could say you really need this card because of 4k the 3080 flags i don't know what it is but there's definitely a reason to need a review there and it, because price is an issue and price can ruin a product and we don't have price and that's the big issue yeah definitely and like we've seen this from the start of of the Ampere generation where it's quite clear at this point, NVIDIA would rather all reviewers just went away. Like we're very little benefit to them these days. Uh, we sort of, we're more of a, I think they see us as more of a, a pest and a nuisance. than. Well, um, well, if you think about it, they control <clears throat> the GP market period. Like AMD has what, 16% or something. They're irrelevant. So literally the only thing that you can do is bring them down. There is no more up in that market well, they, they control it yeah i mean they reviewers the, the purpose of reviewers is to inform the audience of the product and and we, we still obviously do that but why we're of little benefit to them anymore is because we've been replaced by streamers yes so and and streamers are much easier to deal with than reviewers who who understand the technical or some of the technical aspects of the product but probably more important, know how to test it and show you how it stacks up to competing products. Whereas we've seen it time and time again now, they can just pay a streamer whatever sum of money they agree upon. Here are the talking points. Talk about how amazing ray tracing is in Call of Duty and Fortnite. You know, that technology you absolutely are never going to use. But for the purpose of this, for the purpose of this ad, this advertisement, tell your, you know, your audience how amazing ray tracing looks and it transforms the game and it looks fantastic and you never thought the game could look this good and yada yada, yada. you've seen them all you know you'd have to look too far I, I watch a lot of competitive streamers and you know they they do all this sort of stuff and it's hard to they don't really i mean maybe they don't know how much they're taking advantage of their audience because they sort of buy into the hype they think that this this 3080 is the most exciting thing and it did get good reviews so sort of well, parroting I, their talking points isn't such a bad thing. I mean, if you're a streamer and NVIDIA says, hey, you want to, we're, we're coming out with a 3090 Ti. It's the fastest graphics card in the world. You want to check it out? 
Hell yeah, I do. It's the fastest thing in the world to throw it in my rig. Hey, it's faster than the last thing that I had. It's great, you know, because mm. it's it's just the it's a different world, you know. It's like when somebody gives you something to test out and you can keep it and whatever. If it is better, even by a slim margin, it's still better. And in your eyes, it's going to be a positive. So yeah, I completely agree that that sort of market, even though it's not deceptive and technically it's not even wrong, 5% faster is 5% faster. It's just, there's none of that uh, weight and balance that a mm. proper review will have. 5% yeah. faster for 90% or 200% more money, not a good deal. However, if it's just, is this better than the thing I had before? Yes. I like it. Yeah. Um, um, Bryant Allen says MKBHD 8K, and I would say the same about Linus 8K. Um, you got this wave before the 3090 launched, day before MK, MKBHD, who was a Mac user, who doesn't use a PC, self-proclaimed Mac user, who only does phone reviews and kind of car reviews and doesn't really do PC tech reviews, was given a 30, 3090 to go out and play 8K games and tell you how amazing it is. And I know the only games he plays, because I'm a big fan of his, is, uh, is games on console. And yeah, he was given a 3090 to go out and tell his, his 13 million subscribers that look at how amazing this 3090 is and it does yeah. 8K and a talking point paved review, right? And like, that's a perfect example. Imagine if most of your content's on a console and then you're given a 3090. Mm -hmm. I, mean, I mean, think of that transformative experience. You'd be like, hell yeah, this thing's amazing. Like just from, you know, the user's perspective at mm -hmm. that point. So of course they're going to talk nice yeah. about it. But uh, one of the big things that I thank you, Professor VR, get to that here in a sec. Um, but I wanted to ask Steve, if they continue up with this no MSRP thing, can you even do a review without a price? Is it possible? Well, you, it would make, yeah, and it's possible. You would obviously review the product based on its performance, but then it's hard to make an assessment on what that even means. Mm. You would have to sort of guess to where you think it lands. But you'd almost need to do you'd almost need to do like a performance evaluation and then a week later, an actual product review, if that yeah. makes sense. When you see so you have to wait. Yeah. So you'd have to show, okay, this is how it performs. Like awesome 1440p performance. Hey, ray tracing works well, a lot of games. Here are all the aspects of the product, power consumption, how much overclocking headroom, maybe the usual things we look at. And then is it worth buying? Well, here's how it performs. If you need this level of performance, um, this may be the product for you, but, come back in a week or two once we've been out but, but see that analyze. turn that turns you as a reviewer into what we were just talking about hey this thing's faster than the last thing that i had so that's good well i mean about it it kind of transforms you into that without uh having to do anything yeah i mean there's not there's i guess a lot of people put this on their reviewers like it's the reviewers fault this or the reviewers fault that and while i don't necessarily disagree with what you just said it's on us to notify you of what's happening. So that's why I made that video. Rather than just be sure. quiet about it and go, mm -hmm. oh, okay, NVIDIA's doing this, so I'll just sit here, shut up, be put back in my seat. I'll wait till I'll be a good little boy, download the drivers, and then you'll get a delayed review, and you guys will hear of none of the behind-the-scenes stuff. So we could just do that. It's e mm -hmm. Honestly, it's way easier doing that. And people will say we're in it for the drama or the views. It's like that video is coming up to 200,000 views, which sounds crazy, but Tim did like a what monitor you should buy. And it's got twice as many views without the drama and the headaches. <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah. We know how to get views. Like we could put out, I could put out an easy to make afternoon video about the top, whatever you should buy this sort of thing or, 
or some other video, something that would be very easy. There'd be no mm -hmm. heat on us and I could put that out and get the same amount of views. So yeah. it's not about the views. It's about yeah, that, informing that was the definitely audience. not about the views. Definitely no, not. Well, uh, it's, it's, it, it's somewhat risky for us to do this sort of stuff, but right. it's the point and the purpose of the channel. If we're not going to do like, I've always said from day one, like, you know, people argue that we're an AMD shill or an Nvidia shill or whoever it may be, but it's like, it's so dumb because like we, we are working for you. And I, I, the amount of evidence that is now on our channel proving that where we've gone after MSI, Asus, Gigabyte, mm -hmm. ASRock, Intel, AMD, NVIDIA, like the amount of evidence there is, is overwhelming. Like right. there's just right. so you, much your, your channel. And this is the reason why, you know, even before we were chatting and stuff, um, you know, I always recommended your stuff because it was always objective and I tested against it and it came out right. But you, you're always on the side of the, the customer, the potential customer, the people watching this. You always stand there. You can see if you they remove the MSRP, it kind of removes that as a thing because you can't really place yourself in the position of the, the customer. You're just looking at things objectively, which is fine enough. Um, but I, I think that that's actually a, just a really dangerous thing. It's like you, you can do that video. Honestly, you can't give a conclusion. Is this card worth buying? I don't know. We'll let you know in the next video is probably the best way to go. It's like, it's faster than this. Is it a good buy? Should you get it? I don't know. That would probably be the best answer uh, until you do know. But it looks like that, like what we were just saying, they're trying to put you into that box. They're trying to yeah. eliminate those day one reviews. Now, of course, you can always go out and buy the thing day one and have like a day two or three review. They can't stop that. But it looks like they're definitely trying to minimize your influence, GN, the Linus, everybody. They're trying to minimize your influence as much as possible. Well, as I said before we came we came on, um, I did a quick search of 3080 12 gigabyte before, before we came on just to see. There's my video, there's your video, and then there's a couple of reviews because, in my opinion, you can't review a product without price. Um, and... You know, and then there's people guessing at the price. And what I found fascinating about people guessing at the price was like eight ninety nine was their thoughts on the price. And I was like, how, how, <laughs> how did you get? Like, where did you get to the to the eight ninety nine? Like, I don't understand how you got there because there's no information about it. And then you go look at what they're selling for in their fifteen hundred bucks. Like, you know what I mean? And some of these are yeah. out after the product launch. Some of them came out after the product launch. And, right, yeah. So, yeah. so now you have reviews where people are just making shit up. Yeah. You know, yeah, you might as well just make shit up on the benchmarks yeah, then, because no, that's but, how useful the review is. But here's the thing: is, well, is it shows you like you're you're doing this, you're putting yourself in a position where Nvidia once again probably won't want to sample you again because you said a bad thing about them again, which was true, again. And then you look and you see nobody else is covering it. Like literally nobody else is covering this issue. And and I know, and I don't want to name personal friends of mine who who are on NVIDIA sample list, right? Who are on their sample list, right? And they have videos out on the same day talking about the launch of it, right? They didn't get a product um, because like you, they didn't get drivers or whatever. But they're talking about the launch of it, right? But they, they, well, didn't, they didn't have the backbone to come out and go, you know, this is a bit sus, right? Well, I, I, I do have a fair bit to say on that, so I'll come to that in a second. I'll, I'll finish what Chris was saying. Basically, with the reviews now, I proposed how I would do it because that would be my only choice, but it's not on me. Like, I'm just doing the best no, I can with what it's given to me. So, well, it's ultimately, but I would put it back on the audience, you guys. Mm. So, well, not necessarily you guys, but 
the guys watching, I, the only way this gets resolved is by community pushback. You know, no, we want to know the price. We want to know these things. You have to let us know. And we've seen that, you know, that does actually get results. You know, AMD's like, we're axing chipset support. It's happening, guys. There's nothing. There was technical reasons. There's, our hands are tied. There is quite literally nothing we can do about it. And then we're like, no, that's BS. We've done some research. Absolute BS. We informed our audience and it was like a matter of days. Yeah. Oh, the 400 series can get supported now. Amazing. Mm -hmm. So there was some sort of technical breakthrough in those two days. So Funny that's enough, all... now we're getting 300 series boards magically. Yeah. Yeah. Now. Magically. Now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now that uh, that they're they're feet out of the fire on the uh, the value segment, but mm -hmm. basically we would do our absolute best to keep you guys informed, and then the sort of the rest is on the community, on all reviewers, on the audience to to push back and let them know that we're not going to stand for it. Agreed. So that that'd be how it end that one there. So that actually carries on into um into Paul's question or or uh, thoughts quite well. <laughs> <laughs> because yeah look i have to admit i was a little bit surprised maybe a little bit disappointed to learn that i was the only one that ended up making a video calling this out and at the same time look there's i i get it like there's a few reasons for why i suppose i was the only one um and about a week before release i did have a couple of major reviewers from big tech sites reach out to me and be like do you know what the hell's going on here like right we've got a sample and we were told that we could review it and nvidia is being weird they're not giving us any information and i said yeah well look i'm i'm at a loss as to where the driver was and then i eventually got back to them and said yeah nvidia's told us there's no review program at which point they hadn't even been updated uh, to that and but these guys one of them was on well actually both of them were on holidays so they were like well we weren't going to cover it in time anyway so this mess is like good luck with it sort of thing mm -hmm. so it is january there are reviewers that just they're over it. Like they've dealt with the CES thing. Um, and if they did have a sample and they were getting messed around, maybe they were on holidays. Mm. Um, you know, th this thing's like, there's also the fact that a lot of reviewers didn't know this was coming. Like a lot of them had no idea. They're in the dark, like well, everyone we else. Pa pa Paul and I kind of know what's going on yeah. most of the time. Like we were expecting it, but then it CES happened. We heard nothing. So we're like, all right, mm. maybe it's not yeah, happening. And then it's like, oh, no, this thing's coming out in three days. I'm like, oh, shit, now it is happening. So, yeah, yeah even we didn't really know. So, yeah, I knew well before CES. I signed an NDA four or five weeks before the release. So mm -hmm. I knew well in advance it was a thing and it was definitely coming. But I had a, a handful of other reviewers saying to me, what's the deal with all these leaks? They're saying it's coming in, like, two days. I'm like, yeah, it's actually a thing. And they were just stunned. They're like, why have I heard nothing? And I was like, yeah, I don't have answers for you. So there's there's a number of reasons for why we were there. like you know and again gamers nexus um I, I won't talk for them but steve's busy moving mm, they've got right. and they've got a heap of other things on their plate and I, I think steve would probably say something like you know this is just another unnecessary ti type product that we just we'd he's they'll probably cover it in their own I, i'm certain they'll talk about it and cover it in a news corner or something yeah. like, a, hard, a hardware news thing a hardware roundup and, and they'll give their two cents on it there but it's um you know also it's it's soul crushing reviewing another product that costs way too much that'll be unavailable but and it's it's your no audience better is than gonna hate. Yeah, yeah it's not 
it's not different in terms of architecture. It's not exciting. It's just so getting out of bed and spending time because you still have to put all the same amount of effort in. Yeah. Like I still had to benchmark it in 12 games at three resolutions and I just had to update all my testing because, you know, there's new drivers. Assassin's Creed Valhalla got a major patch that improved performance for NVIDIA. So there's tons of work involved in updating all those numbers for not just the new card but all the old cards yeah. uh, and i'd put in i'd put in three days three 18 hour days of doing nothing but benchmarking to update all my data because you know i was told i could do a review and again i'm not annoyed or pissed off that i couldn't do the re review because of that i'm annoyed yeah. because of the reasons i've already mentioned because you yeah. couldn't inform your community yeah yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. we better get to super chats uh denver thank you for the five denver thank you for the two and uh Avash, thank you for the five. Um, Denver, I think you have the only one relevant to the topic we're currently on. Uh, cheapest 12 gigabyte on NVIDIA's site is 1249 Which is $50 more than the 3050 Ti or 3080 Ti. That, that's why I'm like, I don't know. They could just get rid of the 3080 Ti. This thing doesn't have an MSRP. 3080 Ti does, which means that thing's shackled down. Personally, yeah. I think that they would rather sell this at $1,500 and just phase out the 3080 Ti. Well, yeah, again, it's dynamic, though, so they're not going to do that. They're, like, they, if they're making more money, as, as you've suggested, off the 12 gigabyte 3080, they'll just prioritize that. Mm -hmm. And then as the market comes down a bit and there's still demand for the 3080 Ti and they can make a bit more money on that, then they'll just shift supply. It's but like, see that, it's all... But that's my point, that they can't make more money on it. Think about it like this. The market, no, let's say it's... things go back to normal in three months. They can sell this thing at fourteen ninety nine with the thirty ninety Ti at nineteen ninety nine, and well, they, you can't sell the thirty eighty Ti above. Uh, was it eleven ninety nine? It's twelve hundred bucks, right? Is the MSRP yeah. like? But I'm talking about like a, a proper market, a real market where everything's back to MSRP. This has no MSRP. They can make it whatever they need to to fit in wherever it makes sense. I think. Yeah. Well, I think uh, to count to counter your point, Chris, um, in a proper market, everybody will be buying the 3080s on the used market, and they won't be able sure. to ship product product at all. Well, so they'll have to incentivize put purchasing of. To a, they can control the market to a degree, but if if say we went back to normal, which, <laughs> um, let's just say that, the 3080 Ti is a twelve hundred dollar product in any market unless it gets an official discount whereas the 3080 in a normal market would have to be priced below the 3080 ti because if it's priced above it you just wouldn't buy it you'd get the 3080 ti so the, that's and, and, how that unless, was correct. unless they just stop making 3080 ti's uh, i think this late yeah i mean again though when you go back to a normal market they have to face the reality that they've got competition so people would just buy a 6800 xt so no <laughs> I don't know about that. Well, <laughs> yeah, uh, well, yeah, that's this, there, there is some truth to that. But I, I think uh, reviewers right. would be jumping all over it and reckon they, they, they want like they want to avoid a situation where because they can abuse that position, that mm. that mind share, that market leadership. They can certainly abuse that. We've seen Intel do it in the past, but you can it, it's a juggling act. You can only abuse that to a certain extent. Right, and then if you abuse it to the extent where every single reviewer is recommending the Radeon RX 600 XT, you've messed up. Like that's going to hurt you for future mm. generations, and Intel's now seen the fallout of that. So you mm. want to be pretty careful with how you abuse that mindshare because 
you can find that your mindshare isn't as powerful as you once thought it was, and you've actually just helped create mindshare on the other side. I, I would actually argue, well, I don't think that they've made mindshare for AMD, but I would argue that the RTX, just from what I was seeing in my communities and, and even on things like video cards and the forums, the RTX 2060 Ti cracked their mindshare. NVIDIA had this like magical dome where they were basically protected from things like GPP. That pretty much just bounced off of them. Uh, going after you, that basically bounced off of them as well. People are pissed at this company. They, I, I think that they're actually sacrificing that goodwill and that market. Basically, they're destroying 20 plus years of marketing for profit at this point. And I actually think that they are potentially putting themselves out of business 10 years from now because they are destroying their brand for profit right now. Mm -hmm. And that's why I don't know if that makes sense. You're thinking like they actually give a crap. Personally, every move that they are making makes it seem like they, they will just sell their grandmothers at this point for money. Uh, like they know something else is going on. Either that or they're just that worried about Intel. And they're like, we need the biggest war chest possible. But they are sacrificing their brand image. The, the upside is, is AMD is not a threat. They're not real competition. Uh, thank you, uh, DeAndre. Uh, we'll get to that in a sec. But... Uh, yeah, they, they just know AMD is not a threat. So until Intel gets in the market, they can literally get away with murder. But once they have real competition, I think there's enough people out there now who will be like, I don't care if Intel's drivers only work in half the games. I'm still going to jump over there because as long as they give a fair product at a fair price and hold, hold position, people are over NVIDIA at this point. And I think this launch is just making it worse. I think people in our circles might be a bit fed up with the shenanigans, but... I think by and large, their their mind share is so powerful. Like I've I talk to a lot of, I've got a lot of friends. Most of my friends are not really into computers. Normies, so, yeah, I got a lot of yeah, normies too. Yeah, same. And <laughs> and over over the, the 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 global pandemic thing, the twenty twenty period where we you know we suffered a lot of lockdowns. A lot of these people I've been friends with for a long time who have sort of thought computer gaming is a waste of time, and you know they can't believe I I do it. They're now like, hey, can we have a word to you about this computer gaming thing? And all of them, all of them bar none, we're talking about, you know, well over a dozen people here. They've come to me and they're like, so what GeForce card do I get? Like, which one, can you help me get one? Like, I'm trying I'm trying to find a GeForce right. card. I'm like, well, AMD just released this 6600 XT. It's yeah, still It's like $900 Australian, but you can buy it. And they're like, oh, no, I can't. No, it needs to be the GeForce one. I'm like, why? Like, oh, because... The guy that I that streams F1 2021 gameplay uses the GeForce card and says it's the best for that game. <laughs> right, so, and, and that's what well, that's well, what they're he, up against. But this is this goes straight to my point. Number one, here's the really important thing. DeAndre wants to know how much would it take for you to shave your beard. We're at sixty one dollars right now. How, how much for you to shave and go completely clean? Oh, I'd save it for a charity for sure. We'd, uh, there'd oh, be there you no, go. There you go. There'd be no, we'll start at 10,000 US. Because I mean, if Tim got 13,000 for his stupid mo, like, come on, guys. I've got, I've got to, get a, I've got to right. at least match that. Yeah, you got to get 13,000 and one dollars, right? Yeah. <laughs> I, sh I shaved a good 60% of it last night off for the first time in a while. So yeah, I'm going to let it grow out a bit more. There you go. But, uh, all, right, all right, so that's number one. But uh, number two was is what you were saying is... Uh, you, you were saying, like, the guys like us, we might be at that point where we're getting fed up and the mindshare is cracked. Uh, good example is Jay over at Jay's Two Cents, who's been very pro uh, NVIDIA. He, like, GTX, uh, was it, 970, the, the four gig debacle. He was very much on the side of NVIDIA on that one, which was mostly fair, but at the same time, he should have probably went on the other side. Regardless, even he is becoming anti-NVIDIA. 
And what's going to eventually happen is if all of us guys are like, this company is no longer good, or, you know, basically we don't want to recommend them and we have a proper alternative. Let's say we all expect AMD to win next generation and buy a lot. Um, and let's say that happens to happen and they don't go stupid with pricing. They go high, but not ridiculous. You'll have that. And then let's say Intel actually does do well by Celestial or something. So a couple of years from now. And then we're all like, this is great. This is great. Eventually, all those normies that you were talking about are going to see the people with Intel or AMD graphics cards. And then eventually, this is just going to completely erode it away. So if you control, that's why Paul said that we're basically the community or the influencers or whatever. Yeah. It's true because whatever we say for a long enough period, if it's true, will eventually filter down to those guys. It does take a few years. Intel. But we're, basi we're basically at the point where I think NVIDIA is most vulnerable right now than I have ever seen them. Intel has a lot of money to buy streamers as well, right? So uh, Intel could play the, the NVIDIA game and get on the streaming platforms well, and get their cards into their hands as well, right? Yeah, I mean... Like, there's a lot to be said here. So I'm not anti-NVIDIA at all. I've got... I, I, I'm i all about the individual products. I review... like, right. And I think this is where it gets... This is where the whole reviewer slash industry analysis type thing gets all muddied and, and, and convoluted because you guys are sitting there and you guys are more news guys and you're all about what's happening and you, you're not really reviewing the individual product. You're sort of reviewing the whole process for a lack of a better term. Yeah. I think this is where it gets a bit, a bit um, yeah, muddied, like I was saying, because some reviewers, they don't really review the ethics or care about that so much. Mm -hmm. Like there's a product reviewer is reviewing the product and they're not really taking into account any of what the company does, whether it be like Apple with their, you know, right to repair type stuff or whatever that it's not really factored into the review of the iphone they're reviewing that product how well that works how does it compare to the previous one and product reviewers of graphics cards are really reviewing the product they're not reviewing asus's rma service in the united states or wherever it may be they're not doing that stuff that's a whole separate investigation right and while it does factor in the recommendation of the value of that product it's just it's it's too much so most reviewers focus on and that's why again with the the 12 gigabyte rtx 3080 most reviewers are just like i'm waiting for my sample to arrive i'm waiting for the driver when i have the tools i need to review it you will see my mm. review yeah and they don't want to get involved with for various reasons they either don't want to get involved or they just don't care about it they're like i, I don't care about what nvidia does behind the scenes mm. um either because i don't know it's not my interest whatever but they're product reviewers so yeah. And with us, really, it's a little bit the same on our side where um, we've become a bit more conscious of the other side of the coin, I suppose. Like, we're really, here are the benchmarks, guys, and we used to just focus heavily on the benchmarks and, and not get dragged into what other things were happening in the background. I so, yeah. I have a couple of friends, as I said. This wasn't about the big guys. This wasn't. I know Steve from Gamers Nexus will think this is shit and cover it at some point. I even believe right. Jay might cover it at some point, right? Yeah. Um, And I know that it was, my argument was that there was reviews or 
launch day news or talking about it from people that I personally know who have, let's say, 100,000, 200,000 subscribers who were even very negative on NVIDIA in the past, but then since have somehow gone on to their sampling uh, thing and have completely changed their narrative and the kind of the way they present their, their arguments towards things. Like, for instance, the LHR thing, right? I was like, that's clearly a marketing move, right? Uh, and and these people would have originally said that, but now they get sampled from a video. They were like, "Oh, Papa Jensen has us now. You know, this is great. Jensen's great. He's he's gonna save the game in space." And I'm like, "Well, no. that that kind of goes to what <laughs> Steve's saying, which which does make a lot of sense. Basically, you could start with more like us, which is more opinionated and kind of." Uh, I guess you could say like the the market as a whole the health mm. of the pc gaming mm. markets more what we're interested in than individual products mm. you could start that way and then completely isolate like what steve's saying is product x faster than product y okay it is so then product x is better you know assuming across the board metrics are good and you could just leave it there you're you're not sacrificing anything in fact you're giving it as objective of a review as possible the problem is, is these companies, number one, you don't have any real competition right now. There's NVIDIA. I don't even count AMD, to be perfectly honest. They're there, but they're, they're not competition. Um, so you have one option. And if NVIDIA starts playing shady tactics and doing bad things, it, it's basically we need the reviewers to be more on the side of less objective is basically what we need. You have to look at it from the customer, potential customer's perspective. Uh, which is what you do and kind of what you said, which does technically make you less objective. And because there's nobody else, because if you don't give them blowback, if Jay doesn't give them blowback, if Linus doesn't give them blowback, there's really like Paul and I can do what we can do. But I mean, that's like super, super niche. Yeah. You think GPP would have been crushed because of the video I did? No, yeah. you know, it's because everybody else got on board and that's why that got crushed. And so, so in a way it's like, I understand why you don't want to be in the fight, and that's kind of like what Paul was saying. It seems like somebody, some of these people that he knows, they decided to get out of the fight. Yeah. But we need you guys in the fight. That's kind of where I'm at. I've been arguing for a while uh, and, and saying that I know people who, who, who stopped doing, who who basically said negative things about NVIDIA and their samples disappeared, right? And there was no email like you got, right? There was none of that. And... And I just I just find that very interesting because we wouldn't have had the Linus video if it wasn't for you making that email public um, because the other guys wouldn't do that because they never got the email. They're not big enough to get the email. They're not big enough to get the recogni- rec- you know, recognition that you said a bad thing, well, therefore you're not getting a product. <laughs> well, to be fair, we shouldn't have got the email. That was one of the dumber things to ever yeah, happen. Yeah, yeah that, um, was, that was special. But I hear what you're saying. Like, if it, it's a real tough one because no one's entitled to review samples, and right. so we, you know, we, we we try to emphasize that that's not what this is about. No. It's about a 20 year working relationship. Like, mm. I don't. A lot of people probably don't realize I've been doing this since I was a late teenager. Mm. So I've been in the game now for just over 20 years, and mm. I've worked with Nvidia directly for the majority of that time mm-hmm. um, on my own tech site, then for TechSpot, still for TechSpot, and now for Harbour and Box as well. And 
when you develop that relationship and, you know, I gave them glowing Pascal reviews. Um, mm. I thought Maxwell was pretty good as well. And then Turing was like, I don't, I don't, I'm not on board guys. I'm not really getting it. Like DLSS, it looks garbage. Um, it's mm. not supported in any games. Ray tracing is right. an absolute shit show for a lack of a better term. And I'm like, I'm not seeing the value here. Where, what are you doing in terms of price performance? And I just wasn't hyped about them. I was like, yeah, yeah. I mean, they're not, terrible but they're also like not if you got pascal just stick with that and they were really not happy with that at all mm. uh, so for them to then turn around and for the next generation after well actually this was this well, was they, at the end of the, they, they the um, sampling you the they didn't sample you the the 2060 because i remember doing that video too yes yes oh, that, yeah Turing um was rough but basically, the point I'm trying to make is we've had this long-standing relationship, right. um, and nothing I said was incorrect. So mm -hmm. I was only, and, and I, I've criticised them in the past, and they didn't really love that either. Mm -hmm. But it's difficult to just, I guess you can't just cut off a reviewer that you've worked with for mm -hmm. two decades. You can't just be like, oh, we don't have samples for you anymore, and expect that. I mean, that's what they should have done, to be honest. Mm -hmm. It still wouldn't have just gone away. It would have been a big story it wouldn't have been nearly as big as it was but mm. it, it their, their, their hands are kind of tied with with the the established media you know you can't just not send gamers nexus a review sample anymore yeah. uh, and we have to be careful i guess moving forward because of that because if we give them any reason like say we accidentally break an nda by 10 minutes or something then they'll just use that as a reason to cut That's us off really not that we tear not that we really care about that too much because honestly the bulk of our views aren't from new nvidia products mm. most of it come from the you know the gpu stuff that does well the big benchmark videos i do a month or two after release yeah. that's where we that and, and we can afford to buy cards because of the community support which we greatly appreciate and a, a big part of harbor unbox we do owe to the community that supports the channel mm. and that's why we feel the way we do and why we actually go after these companies the way we do because we do feel employed by our patreon and float play members and everyone who watches the videos mm -hmm. um but if, if you're a small time reviewer or someone starting out you, you've got no chance like yeah. the second you criticize ray tracing or anything at all that they, they, they're well within their right to cut you off yeah. and they can do so without any ramifications because they're just like ah you know we weren't happy with the quality of your review or you didn't pull in the numbers. You know, we're not getting our return on investment with this. Right. A million other reviewers but, out but there. Then, once again, this, this is why, like when I said it before, it didn't sound right. But when I said that, like, this is a fight, it kind of is. I mean, you've been in the PC gaming space, Paul and I, I mean, we've been doing this for a long time. We we've seen the market grow and, uh, we remember when things were good, like basically when nobody really cared about the stuff, <laughs> to be honest, you know, it's like, oh, new graphics card. I'm super hyped. And like, nobody knows what's happening um, because you didn't have a lot of these shenanigans going on. But it is a battle. It, it is a battle for the hearts and minds of potential customers and informing them this is not OK. Why is it not OK? Because of these things. And like, let's say you're right. If NVIDIA is like, you're not getting sampled anymore. That's fine. It's absolutely fine. Um, you would then need to do a video, say we're not being sampled because whatever reason, probably because of X, Y, or Z. Um, that just means that you now know that other people that are critical of their products will either not get sampled in the future or are not critical about their products. Mm -hmm. And then it would basically you're in the fight at that point. 
because you can't trust the people that are getting sampled at that point if they're not saying what you're saying with the same data that you have. How can you trust yeah. those people? And then you completely destroy the whole community yeah. at that point. And it'd be crazy as well because we recently did like an RDNA 2 versus Ampere video where we picked Ampere as the winning architecture for most of the the performance mm -hmm. tiers. And and that's why the, the, the email from NVIDIA was so unbelievable because for the most part, like our top five videos were dominated by GeForce GPUs. They're acting like we're sort of, we're anti-NVIDIA sort of propaganda. Mm -hmm. We're pushing Radeon at every turn, which is couldn't be further from the truth like how many glowing radeon reviews have you guys seen from us <laughs> um, uh, such a such an nvidia shill steve yeah uh, especially prior to like well the 6900 xt we treated that the same way as the rtx 3090 uh the 6800 the 600 xt they were positive reviews from memory hope i'm getting this right 6700 xt pretty positive as well probably a bit too pricey but you know positive overall mm. but yeah much more positive about geforce products but at the same time, you know, we are independent and we will tell you the things we don't like about them. And I think that's the issue, like, whereas streamers won't do that. They'll just yeah. like, streamers are like, I know nothing. Give me all the talking points and I will just repeat them on camera while I'm playing the game. And, you know, that that's I not mean, fun that, because they're not reviewers. That, 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 exactly. And that's kind of been our biggest fear. We've been talking about this behind the scenes with you and uh, a bunch of other people that eventually reviews won't be reviews. And that's what we're worried about because the normies will just watch the day one reviews, which the people watching this will, because Paul and I will talk about it. It's like, those aren't reviews anymore. Those are commercials. Ignore those. Wait three or four days for the actual reviews, which is basically what we did with the RTX 2060 and whatever else they, they tried to screw you out of. It's like, well, just wait for Steve's review. You'll get an honest one. Um, but yeah, let, like I said, it, it's just kind of crazy. Paul, I, we've been kind of just going here. Just, you you want to jump on this or do you my, want to move on to the my, next one? My fear has always been from the start of touring till now that um, PC pro gamers, so the new young Timmy that wakes up at 16 and or you know or, or 14 and goes, Mommy, Daddy, can I please have a graphics card because I want to I want a game. Uh, gets so priced out of the market that mommy and daddy can't buy him a graphics card anymore. And young Actually, I sent you a meme video before. Yeah, we yeah, I live. seen that. I seen that. Yeah. <laughs> and then, and then, young Timmy, uh, you know, then becomes teenage Timmy who has a job and buys his own graphics card, and then he becomes an adult who buys another graphics card, and that becomes, you know, he he buys at maybe he buys an Nvidia product, maybe he buys an AMD product, but he becomes that that kid that grows up and becomes a gamer. My fear is that that goes away and gaming becomes uh, strictly like PC gaming becomes strictly audiophile hardware um, in, 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 you know, to be to, 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 you know, you get audiophile headphones. They're like three, four five grand for a set of headphones. And and then NVIDIA just tries to ram this, you know, play on our game server, you know, bullshit down your throat as just rent a GPU stuff. Uh, or go to console and then this just goes away and that's my biggest fear and i think as you as a reviewer steve should probably be cognizant of this whether it happens or not it's just a fear of mine i don't have any proof that it's going to happen but you're you're essentially your audience will dwindle down to nothing if that happened as well Wait, let's put it this way i'm already priced out of the pc gaming yeah. market i will yeah. not pay these prices yeah and, yeah and, and that's my that's my fear and my biggest fear is that that's going to happen you know? Yeah, honestly, I, I don't know. Like, it's not. A f I'm not worried about that in particular at the moment. We'll have to see how this year plays out. That'll be very telling, to be honest. 
But, uh, yeah, I, I don't know if we'll ever go back to what we consider normal, but I think we'll get back to somewhere that makes sense because we it kind of needs to for the industry to survive and AMD and NVIDIA really do need it too. So, yeah, I, I'm not... I'm not too worried about that, to be honest. But yeah, we'll have to see. We'll have to see how that one plays out. I, it's hard to comment, but I think this year will be very telling. Mm. Yeah, it's just a fear. It's just a fear. And um, we forgot to say, oh. we've got to read Nathan's uh, super chat. Nathan, thank you very much for the five. I'm um, heading to Micro Center for an SSD. They have a 6600 for 450 and a 6600 XT for 500. Should I grab one final uh, to finally play games and mine to offset the price? Oh, I don't recommend mining at all just from a personal perspective, but, yes. uh, you know, it. I, do not play the game and hopefully other people will do that and stand on your principles. Um, but no, I would not pay those prices. Wait a few more months. Mm. Uh, yeah. 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 So, um, oh, Nathan, again, uh, i5 chips from Intel are back to $200. Uh, there is hope. So he's saying he's just trying to tell us that you know Intel's becoming giving us good value now. So yeah, that's what pisses me off. Yeah, we have amazing value on CPU side. It's just the GPU is off, yeah. lost in the woods. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean the CPU side would be even better um, if it wasn't for the same problem we have with the GPUs, and that's where AMD's hands are tied. Seven nanometer process. Mm -hmm. Like they're they're trying to make GPUs and CPUs on the same process. And that's why we don't have a Ryzen 5 5600 non-X. Why we don't have lower end parts. So yeah. it could be even better. It could be, like right now, it could be red hot. Like the CPUs you'd get for under $200 could be pretty awesome. Yeah. Uh, and while it is it is good at the moment, yeah, it could be a lot better. And that's, you know, things we've been talking about, like with NVIDIA and everything, what would the situation look like if AMD's hands weren't nearly as tied and, you know, they could flood the market with 6800 XTs? What would that have done for their for their mind share and their sales? Yeah, they would have done. Really Basically, what you're asking is, what would it be like if uh, Nvidia had real competition? Yeah. I think we're going to see that in about two or three years. Yeah, um, and also while we've been you know hammering on Nvidia a bit, it's just because they're the market leader. Like I, yeah, look, there is a, probably a different culture at Nvidia, and they there's a lot of things they do that we'd frown upon that maybe AMD aren't necessarily doing. Whether AMD would do those things if they were market leaders. We don't know. And we've certainly seen that AMD does like to make money. They're, they're yeah. kind of about profit margins going up and all yeah. that sort of stuff. They're, they're not here to do AMD fanboys and r slash AMD any favors. No. No. So no, no. If, I, I, we'll, we'll rip them a new one here in a minute. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, while the focus has been on NVIDIA, and this is why I say I don't review the companies and I don't take that like say with withholding the driver that won't influence my opinion of the product mm. uh, that and that's again another reason why i like to make that a separate video uh and, and then review the product in right. its own little you know mm. product review type bubble mm. than, but our than whole point is is at least you made that video nobody else is sure. making yeah, that video yeah, see yeah. see it's cool yeah. to do the separate and keep them separate but it still needs to be said um yeah. You want to do these super chats, Paul? Yeah, yeah. Carnezel says at this point a good dirt bike is cheaper than a thirty ninety. True. <laughs> um, uh, atomized uh, with the ten Australian. So there you go. We've got an Aussie. You, um, you will own no GPU and you will uh, be happy. You <laughs> not own anything actually, and you will uh, definitely be very happy. Netscape says you also 
also banned one of uh, your employees recently. Great optics. I don't understand. Uh, well, the you will own no GPU and be happy is part of the great reset, which is oh. uh, actually the first thing that came to my mind when I saw the whole GeForce Now leading mm -hmm. their CES presentation. You don't need GPUs. Don't worry about it. Just use ours. Promise. Give them mm -hmm. all your money. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I think that that's NVIDIA's wet dream, but I don't think that they could do it. The whole Netscape thing, I'm not sure. Yeah. Uh, what yeah, I get it. <laughs> Paul, all right so 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 do, do we want to rip into amd a little bit see yeah, we're equal sure. opportunities here see it's not that we don't like nvidia we don't like that well actually that's true i don't like nvidia as a company but we do judge their products independently mm. so just like what steve was saying um so steve i you... also don't like amd either yeah. to be perfectly honest with yes. you uh, yeah we, we don't like multi-billion dollar corporations uh, thanks, <laughs> most part. thanks pf we, pf we, says my audio is stellar so just thank you for that um yeah uh you guys paid for that for that for this microphone by the way um all of my 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 guys on my channel paid for that but um what was i gonna say yeah so steve i know you probably can't talk about upcoming uh amd gpus that we all know are coming and we all know what they're called and we all know when they're launching because uh, amd told us um but yeah we we kind of shat on that graphics card already um can you talk about stuff that's already in the public domain if it's been leaked or is that a no-no as well um uh, i can like anything that amd is officially sort of confirmed i can talk about but um I don't have too much to say about the the, the 6500 XT other than I'm um, again I'll I'll uh, when I go to test it and review it I will clean slate and see what it has to offer see how it stacks up right. and then I will make my conclusion. It's always interesting when these companies they tend to chime in a bit early. Oh, how's the testing going? What are you thinking about the product and all that? They, they you know they want to see where it's heading. And I, honestly, I've got nothing to tell you because I run all the benchmark data. I put it into Excel, and I here and there I can work out how it's comparing to, to competing products, but it's not until you actually get all the data together and, and, and analyze it properly that I actually know how it stacks up. Mm. So I generally say, yeah, it's looking okay. Mm. Um, so from yeah. what I've seen from the 6500 XT so far, I, I can't say I'm impressed. Yeah. Here's a question. Say, let, let, let me try question. and frame... Oh, go, Paul. Here's a question. Just one question. Is the review going to be before the launch day which we know is the 17th or is it will it be after the launch day or will it be on launch day can you say um, that i i believe it's a launch day review i fucking so, hate yeah. them i hate them stupid uh, fucking it's stupid thing. it's definitely yeah it's not before they go on sale i think yeah. it's i think it's simultaneous like how they generally go yeah i think a few days before is kind of nice because it gives everyone a chance to, to do a bit of research yeah um but it, at least it's when they go on sale and it's yeah. not <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah as they go on sales bad after is worse before is better yes mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um yeah. but but i was just gonna say l let's frame the situation with what's already publicly known okay so we all expect it to be rx 580 ish level performance um, we know that's PCIe Gen 4 4X, um, which you also did benchmarks on the 5500 XT, which was an 8X card, and how bad that was going back to Gen 3. Going from 4X with a similar level card back to Gen 3, obviously you can't speak to that, but we're expecting it to be even worse. 
as a community. Um, obviously, it only has the four gigs of RAM, 199 MSRP, and they're already being listed at 300 euro. So they're probably going to be close to 300-ish dollars. Maybe, but that's what's going on. Mm -hmm. So if you had an RX 580 4 gig that can't be used on PCIe Gen 3, does not have uh, H.264 or H.265 encoding, no AV1 decoding, and uh, it was sold for $300 with 4 gigabytes of VRAM, that's what we're looking at. What's your opinion of that product? Yeah, this hypothetical product. <laughs> It, it, this this hypothetical product sounds like a very regrettable product to me, yeah. a very unfortunate product, and it's um, yeah. Again, so the, the the comments I'm about to make again aren't based on anything. I have to do the the testing. It's just based on the information that we have at hand, the stuff that's now public. Uh, I guess, I guess you know. I imagine the argument from AMD, and it, maybe it's a valid argument that, like, first of all, the the capacity, so the four gigabytes of VRAM, which is quite clearly not enough VRAM in 2021. Like, I've been testing the four gigabyte 5500 XT and the eight gigabyte model, and even at 1080p, it's it's bad, right? Mm -hmm. And yeah, you look, you can turn down textures, and you can get the game to fit within that four gigabyte buffer, and it plays just fine. So there's that argument, but you could also argue that. In my opinion, I've been saying this ever since Ray Tracing came out, for me, the thing that make, get, makes games look the most realistic and the most visually impressive is high-quality textures. Yeah, like everyone the agrees. The quality you make those textures. Like, you've, you've seen games in the past that have launched and they've had just photorealistic, jaw-dropping textures. And while they might not have the most detail in the game, those textures just... It looks so good. Yeah. So, or what's hilarious is if you do ultra textures and low everything else versus ultra and ultra, you know, across the board, it can get kind of hard to tell the difference. But if you do low textures, yeah. ultra everything else versus ultra, 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 you're like, that one's worse. Yeah. Absolutely right. You just get the blurry mess everywhere opposed to the, you know, potentially photorealistic looking textures. So, in my opinion, VRAM is one of the most important aspects of a GPU if you care about the whole visual presentation. Because if you're... And I guess people don't think that way because of presets. Most people just bang on the preset and low has low everything. It doesn't have, you know. But if you had like a, a, an option where you could set your VRAM capacity and that optimized the settings that way. Mm -hmm. So it... it you got like a compute setting and then a VRAM capacity type setting. Then if you had like a 16 gigabyte version of a 5500 XT, it would visually, although the frame rate would be the same, visually it would look much more impressive than the four gigabyte model. Mm -hmm. So that's my opinion on the VRAM, but they could argue that, you know, this won't appeal to miners. I'm not an expert on mining, but, you know, yeah. DAG file sizes require more than four gigabytes for all the popular coins that are being mined as far as I understand it. Yeah. And therefore, this shouldn't appeal to miners, but I'm sure they'll find a way to make use of it. They always seem yeah. to. Um, so they could argue that, you know, we're going with four gigabyte of VRAM while not ideal and not our preference. We're not doing it so much to undercut and maximize margins as we are as to make it, you know, less appealing to miners. So Funny. They could make that argue. Funny how on, uh, funny how at CES they didn't mention uh, VRAM capacity. Did you did you notice that, or did you watch the CES event at all? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it's again, it's 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 quite plain and simple. It is not enough VRAM for a graphics card that is intended for gaming, even at 1080p. It's just not enough. 
if you want to play any of the latest games that should be able to achieve playable FPS with an 8GB VRAM buffer, it tanks with 4 in a lot of games. And you have to go then tune the texture quality settings or drop down. If you don't really know what you're doing, you drop down the quality preset and you take a huge visual quality hit when you didn't necessarily need to. So that's that. As for the PCI Express bandwidth, <laughs> I mean... You guys should know my opinion on that because I hammer AMD every time they do this. It's obviously a cost-saving exercise, and I don't know how much cost-saving they're doing, but it, hopefully it's a lot. But also, <laughs> also, the justification of it being a cost-saving exercise when the card, as we know, is going to turn out to be $300 plus is like, yeah, that doesn't really fly. Yeah. yeah, um, yeah. Look, for... It's a hundred. It's a hundred and seven millimeter squared, by the way, as well. Just want to make that public domain so you can speak to that. Uh, it's a hundred and seven millimeter yeah. squared, uh, which yeah. is slightly larger than a Zen, uh, a Zen three chiplet, which is seventy something millimeter squared. So, yeah. it's very so cheap it, for a court. Yeah, yeah. I, I, that information isn't official yet, is it, or is it? Because I don't well, I'm I'm making it official. One hundred percent. one hundred and seven millimeter well, square. There you go. So yeah, I, I I I can't confirm anything that AMD hasn't confirmed themselves. But I it, it's clearly a small GPU anyway, and and they're trying to make it as small as possible to maximize those margins. Uh, based on the specifications that we do have at hand, it's probably meant to be a hundred dollars US mm. GPU, like an RX five fifty type replacement. The the PCI Express bandwidth thing is. Um, interesting and and difficult to explore because amd i'm sure would just argue that it doesn't matter it's irrelevant guys because regardless of whether you're on PCI express 4.0 or 3.0 and they'll argue that 2.0 is outdated and you should upgrade your platform and amd has some lovely cpus that you could look into right you 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 should be keeping within that four gigabyte vram buffer anyway because if you spill over to that, regardless of which PCI Express standard you're using or how wide the bandwidth is, you're going to see slowdown, which kind of true. But if it was PCI Express 4.0 times 16 and you just spilled over the uh, the VRAM buffer, I think the performance hit, for the most part, you'd, you'd be minimal and you'd probably get away with it. Yeah. But right. when you when you absolutely axe it down to, what's it going to be like four gigabytes per second on PCI 3.0? Is that yeah. right? Something like that. It's going to... Uh, I mean, I don't know. It's it's slow. It's slow. You're you're going even if you just spill over. It's going. I I expect that it's going to cripple performance. So I, think it'll, I think it'll edge. lead to micro stuttering and just virtually uh, unplayable performance. I, I, I was going to say I think micro stuttering would be a best case scenario mm -hmm. there. So yeah, not a fan of that. Don't like it. And there'll be better products probably that are worth paying a bit more for in a typical market there certainly would be yeah um, so, so so we ripped uh nvidia pretty hard for just not having an msrp amd is just putting out a completely irrelevant msrp because they the aibs what we're running off of is uh asus's official european msrp this is an official msrp from asus asus is determining the price of amd's radeon graphics cards and they're 300 to 330 dollars or euros um should shouldn't we be hammering them a little bit harder on on that front because amd is just coming out just completely making shit up and letting their board partners literally do whatever they want um it's almost as if they just didn't have an msrp yeah kind of like that right yeah <laughs> <laughs> um one of the one of the questions i'd have for you guys is 
at this price point, and this is something I really want to hone in for my review. How important do you think a feature is on a on a fairly entry level product being able to use like relive or shadow play? Because uh, I'm, I'd, I'd say I'm, it's pretty huge, personally. Yeah, I, I would have thought so. I would have thought so, uh, but uh, you know, obviously AMD thinks not. Yeah, but um, <laughs> yeah. yeah, on the last podcast, I was like. The PlayStation 4 and Xbox One back in 2013 made video cap game capture just click of the button and then you can send clips to your friends. And literally everybody's been able to do that ever yeah. since then. Yeah, look at my 360 no scope, everyone, and then post to Discord with all your mates and they can see right. it. When you, when you play competitive games, even if you're not playing them competitively, just playing them and have a good time, which hopefully right. that's the case, when you hit a mad shot or something really funny happens, you can make the best clips. Like I was playing with one of my mates who's he's the classic overconfident gamer. He, he he does it for a bit of fun, but he, every battle he goes into, he's like, yeah, I've got this, I'm going to win. And we're, we're playing Fortnite, which, you know, some people are frowned upon, but we're playing Fortnite and it was a trios match. And we had some guys that were fairly decent, um, had us pinned down. And he's like, I've got this boys, I'm going in. And he just runs out in front of us. And I think he said something like, I'm going to shit on these guys. And the second he said it, he got headshot sniped. And you just see his body flop over the screen, hit the ground. He's knocked. And he's like, I didn't get him. And it was just like the audio, the video. I uploaded it to my uh, personal the channel. I was going to need to get. <laughs> Sorry. What happened? Oh, we're, getting spamming. we're getting spamming. Um, oh. So, you know, that, that was... That was such a fun moment that, you know, we got to keep that memory. Mm. We uploaded it. We laugh about it all the time. And, you know, but again, if, you, if you're playing a game and you hit a great shot and because you, your, your teammates that you're playing with don't get to see that. So you, you get to show them or it's just, it's just, it's just a really cool feature to have. Yeah. And I think that no matter whether you're spending $4,000 or $200, doesn't really matter. If you can play the game and you're playing the game with that product, having a basic feature that really has been a standard for as long as I can remember now. Having that stripped out, it just, yeah, especially, and again, this is why, you know, I, if we talk about NVIDIA or AMD, I don't particularly like either company because at a time when, you know, we're, we're desperate for GPUs and they're finally delivering a product we've been waiting for for so long, they're like, yeah, we're going to strip this out. It's also handicapped in this way. It's also handicapped in that way. It's like, oh, thanks. You'd, Thanks for that, guys. Huge, yeah. huge favor. We love AMD. So they're not exactly coming to the rescue or being the good guys here, even though a lot of people try to paint them that way. Well, I told yeah. you my theory that it's a, a laptop GPU, and the reason why that would be stripped out was because normally the APU portion, either the Intel, par Intel part or the AMD part, would have those encoders and decoders in that uh, CPU portion, and they would have done it, and that's why they didn't need it in the, in the laptop Part, but now it's becoming a desktop part like that was my thought process but i don't know whether how true that is yeah and if they try marketing that way it's like well you can still use your gpu uh your igpu then they're just marketing for intel at that point now wouldn't they uh, <laughs> it's 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 kind of it comes full circle it's funny because they could be like you know a really good value our, our entry level part that's perfect for pairing with this uh a ryzen 5 5600g which is PCI Express 3.0 to the, the, the mm -hmm. GPU. Yeah. So you've just halved the bandwidth on that particular product that's already starved for bandwidth. And it's like, yeah, you know, I, I imagine you could probably use, I don't know, could you use the iGPU on that to use Relive and yep. use that to do? So you could use that to do the encoding 
to record the gameplay that's happening through the discrete GPU, mm -hmm. but also you'd be handicapped by the PCI Express mm -hmm. bandwidth. And then another interesting thing is, what does that do for like SAM support? Like, mm -hmm. I imagine that becomes almost. Um, I, I think uh, from everything I'm hearing, it, it won't exist on. Gen there is 3. no, there is no SAM support. I thought. In my, my on on Ryzen on Ryzen five thousand, um, like, let's just say. There will be. <laughs> there will be. I don't know how well it will work. Um, again, I, I haven't. I haven't got the card in hand, so I've done any benchmarks. There was and another, I can't say anyway. Well, I heard it was the Gen Gen three. It just doesn't. Well, work Gen three. I I don't know, but yeah, you know, they'll be pushing it on Ryzen five thousand for sure. Which is actually while I've got you guys here. So resizable bar SAM support. So we've decided to now start using that for CPU reviews because it. It, having sort of thought about it a lot more and, you know, obviously the pushback we've had from not using it mm -hmm. for, for the reasons that we've outlined. For a CPU review, you're reviewing the CPU and the feature of the CPU and the platform features. So in that sense, the fact that it supports that particular feature, although it's not enabled by default, I you know, I can see why you would do that. But for GPUs, uh, I'm actually not enabling resizable bar yet. And my reason for that is because we test with a Ryzen 9 5950X, which obviously has perfect SAM support, a lot of people don't have either good SAM support or, or resize, don't have good resizable bar support or mm. resizable bar support at all. So if you test with it enabled and we're showing like Radeon GPUs beating GeForce GPUs in games like Assassin's Creed Valhalla by significant margins because they get a 20% boost, whereas GeForce GPUs get like a 5 to 10% boost, that's not relevant for yeah. most other platforms yeah we agree so we've decided that being the case that at least for now until it becomes more prevalent that we're not going to just pretend that everyone has a ryzen 5000 series processor <laughs> with a brand new x570 motherboard so i don't yeah. know what your thoughts are on that well they that's where we're at with it they do steve though have you not seen like i'm not being, <laughs> they, have you seen the sales numbers i can't it boggles my mind that after 12th gen came out, after 12th gen uh, and even 11th gen, the low end stuff, um, you know, the, the 11400, uh, all this kind of stuff, that people are still buying these outrageously overpri overpriced, in my opinion, 5600Xs. Like, there is so, such better budget CPUs out there and nobody's buying them. They're all buying AMD's overpriced 5600X. Well, they yeah. got a bit, a bit of mind share and they lock people into platforms. Why do you think the 300 series boards now support 5,000? This is what I said. I, I said, yeah, yeah, that and probably because sales are flagging now. So they just open up a whole new world of people with uh, motherboards. Yeah that, upgrade. yeah, that thing that was totally impossible that they broke their word on over is totally possible now. It's fantastic. Mm -hmm. uh, but in, as far as Sam goes, smart move would be is leave it off for for now like why you're doing it but do a separate video and go this is the sam on video and even the ones games that run like shit and go backwards go this is with it on and just boom oh, there yeah. you go yeah yeah i've seen some people in the chat saying stuff like z370 boards even got rebar it's like yeah they've got the feature now enabled it's been a pci express feature forever you can now turn it on but i found on my 10th and 11th gen test systems that enabling it reduced performance across the board like it actually broke <laughs> with all games now that was on an asus motherboard a, a z uh 390 motherboard 
whether that is something to do with their BIOS or it's the platform or uh, it's just a mess basically. Mm -hmm. So while these boards are getting that feature, you may not necessarily want to turn it on. And I've heard from tons of people with older platforms that have enabled the feature and it introduces stuttering, crashing, all kinds of problems. They say when they turn it off, it all goes away. Mm -hmm. So there's a lot of investigation that needs to be done there. But I think, I think at this point in time, we can say, yeah, look, it is a platform feature. It's a CPU feature. I think um, pretty much all X570 boards B550 boards should get pretty similar results with it enabled. Um, but when it comes to the older platforms, I think it's just going to be a mess. Yeah. So yeah. I think it's right. a, I think it's a nice nice to know if you're buying an AMD 5000 series uh, CPU that you do get faster performance by pairing it with a 6000 series GPU. It's nice to have that knowledge compared to, you know, Intel. Um but not vice versa, you know, cuz how do how do you do yeah. that? <laughs> you know, you, no, how, like, how do you get a breakdown of who has what motherboard and what CPU? You don't yeah. get. I, I don't know if anyone's done this, but to test resizable bar properly and make any sort of conclusions, you really like the amount of testing boggles the mind. Like, <laughs> well, you, well, you need a up. bunch of games and a bunch of platforms, so yeah, it would be. Well, I, th I think to make it feasible, you could pick three games that you know work well, like you know your Halo, Assassin's Creed Valhalla, and so on, and then maybe a game that we know doesn't really benefit from it, and then maybe two games that previously, when tested, go backwards. So you pick half a dozen games, but. Then you've got to test a high-end Radeon GPU, a high-end GeForce GPU. Then you've got to test sort of maybe a mid-range GPU, at the very least a low-end GPU. So you've got to get either end of the performance uh, tiers there to, to see how it scales. Because I've found myself, like, the performance gains with the high-end stuff is much bigger than the low-end stuff for, you know, a whole heap of reasons that make sense, such as VRAM capacity, more bandwidth, all that sort of stuff. Yeah. Um, what I would suggest is break it up into multiple videos, but the smart move would be is use a mid-range graphics card, something like a 6700 XT, 3060 Ti, 3070 level. The, yeah, it's, the, it's, a, that's, it's a compromise, though. Like, if you want to test this unanimously and get to the bottom of it, you really need a flagship, a more entry-level product, and then you've got to test, like, you've really got to test, like, Elder Lake, Zen 3, yep. Zen 2, Zen Plus, uh, Intel... 8th or at least 8th and 10th gen there's so many cpus and platforms mm -hmm. and then like again i can tell you beyond a shadow of a doubt it absolutely breaks performance on my 11th slash 10th gen test system but by by putting that out there and saying it doesn't work for those cpus am i producing misinformation like is it specific to that motherboard so that how many you know z series motherboards from that generation right. do i have to test to actually know that it's not an ASUS BIOS issue that they haven't fixed or addressed. So mm. it's a headache to get to the bottom of it and what you should do. And that's why I get really annoyed when people are like, you know, it's ridiculous that you don't do this. You should do this. It's like, oh, so you've got all the answers, do you? You know. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> well, that, that, that's why I agree. You should just leave it off or uh, maybe just wait until all platforms can use. Like you can test it in the background yourself. Like I, test I, Alder yeah. like with it. And if it's running good and go, it works good from here up and we're just going to ignore the rest type of thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, well, I think for, for for CPU reviews, look, I, I can get on board with enabling it as a platform slash CPU feature. And while it is somewhat of a GPU feature, it's heavily dependent on the CPU slash platform you use. So mm -hmm. I think for GPUs, for now, we'll stick with it off and we'll continue to assess. And I, I hope to do a big benchmark soonish. But yeah, we're getting slammed this month, obviously. Mm -hmm. But anyway, that was, yeah, I was interested to see what you guys thought. War it seems like we're pretty much on the same page. Yeah. Yeah. Warlock, Warlock, uh, 
it says what's your opinion on uh the 5800 x3d we are about we, that that was on the agenda to talk about today um but i just want to ask you a question steve just a little bit of tongue-in-cheek um did you see the ryzen uh 7000 series demo at ces um oh is that is that the halo the halo demo yeah, yeah yeah did you yeah, see yeah, did, yeah. did you see at the end they the, the splash screen came up and they tested it with a 3080 i wanted to get your what you know what, what are your thoughts on that <laughs> uh, that is actually really funny yeah. uh, whoops a daisy yeah, um, yeah I, I, I actually didn't i think the event was late for us or i can't remember the details but i i saw like a roundup of it but um i don't really know what to say about that that's but, pretty yeah, bad that's, i um, thought i thought that was pretty bad i mean i mean it really does speak to the fact that everybody uses geforce doesn't it mm. <laughs> so even even amd knows they don't <laughs> yeah that's um yeah I, I i can't imagine why the hell they would have done that um what i found really the marketing blunder is i tweeted yeah that. well i tweeted that and i just had a list like you know i got it was one of my more ex- successful tweets so many likes but just a list of people making excuses for amd like there was nobody who was like this is brain dead and i was like this is brain like really brain dead because they have a gpu division Uh, like the least they could do was put their gpu Uh, right remember uh, they used to use the 2080 ti that made sense they didn't have anything there but i i don't know what that's all about i i I really hope that's well i I don't hope this is going on but also i really hope this is the reason that it's like paid actors honestly because Mm. When when people attack you or us over that sort of stuff, it's just mind-numbingly stupid. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. it's like, like when we were accusing AMD of arbitrarily blocking support for chipsets, yeah. and people were attacking us and so angry oh, with yeah. us. You guys are idiots. You don't understand the engineering implications. You don't know what you're talking about. AMD, boohoo, blah, blah, blah. Excuses, excuses for AMD. And we were just the worst scum on the planet. And how dare we talk about AMD in such a way. And, and, and all the ones that AMD never promised support. They never did it. Yeah, <laughs> I remember getting that one. I, I had the link in a notepad file. I was just like, here you go. There it is. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, it's like, it's like, oh, okay. So you were in every press briefing that we were in where AMD is like, guys, this platform, you've you got to push this talking point. Like we are, you know, we're going to, we're committed to this platform, long-term support, multiple CPU generations. Through 2020, many through, times came up. Yeah. Yeah, there was slides, there was indisputable evidence, and they're like, nope, nope. And um, but even that's even that for me, again, like I hate those those sort of arguments because like they insinuated, they like heavily suggested that that was the case. Yeah. Like many, many times. And the amount of times their marketing people were on the record promising even more than that. And mm-hmm. it's it's like but but why even defend them and why let them off the hook? Why? No, of course you don't. Like even even if they didn't really overpromise, but they kind of hinted at it, why wouldn't you hammer them over that and get them to do it because you know it's technically possible? Yeah, exactly. Which that sort of stuff really disappoints me about the community. But again, I know it's a vocal minority because I know yeah. 99 something percent of the audience, you know, mm-hmm. they're, 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 they're level-headed, they get it, and they yeah. know that, you know, we're, we're trying to make this better for everyone. But well, the people that defend them, no matter what, it's just, yeah. 
as I yeah. said, that tweet was liked to oblivion. I got 97 likes or something crazy. Like, for me, that's mad, right? 97 likes yeah, or something yeah. crazy. But, like, 10 comments, and they were all like... Oh. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and I just... Yeah. I, 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 <laughs> I just think it's it's really, really funny that they do that. And I had another another one where, like, uh, somebody was raving on about the the... Somebody made a comment. I can't remember exactly what his comment was, but it was about the 5950X. And I was like, I was like, but sure, it's def- like, and somebody said, it's not for gaming. Like, he was like, it's not for gaming. It's not a gaming product. You shouldn't be using it for gaming. And I was like, but AMD said it was a gaming product. And, I think they announced it as the, the, the fastest no, no, gaming CPU in the world. And, and, and then they went, then they went, uh, <laughs> then they went, but AMD never said that. It's not a game product. And I was like, I was like, went to the AMD launch event, went to Lisa Sue holding it up. Got the timestamp, posted mm-hmm. the timestamp to Twitter where she holds it up and goes, the world's fastest gaming yep. CPU. <laughs> it's like, yeah, what, what's hilarious <laughs> is like stuff like that. Like Paul and I like just memorize that stuff because we know like this might come back and bite you in the ass. Remember where this was. And like, cause we have to basically we fight back against that kind of stuff. I do want to thank Dev- Denver for the five spot. He said the Ryzen 7000 demo was choppy AF and it looked like 24 FPS though it was streamed at 60. Um, I mean, it's an engineering sample. Mm. I would, I don't even know why they even bothered. Show- they just wanted to show it working, I guess. They wanted to say five gigahertz. Halleck even said it. Mm-hmm. I told you I, re- I watched that live stream uh, on PC world. And Halleck was on it and he was like, we've done research on the optics of certain numbers and 5.0 is a big number. Like, it's a big marketing number. Like, it will sell a lot of product. Whereas 5.2 doesn't really matter that much. Or, you know, 4.5 is another big number, whereas 4.8 doesn't really matter. And I just found it really funny to see where AMD's head is at, that they're all about how do you shift as much product as possible. Right, which, yeah, which well, why, is why it doesn't make sense that they didn't make a GPU... Uh... The 6900 XTX H liquid cooled stupid edition one. They just needed it to tap three gigahertz to throw three gigahertz on a box yeah, and exactly. charge $2,000 for it. Um, yeah, it's a marketing thing. Or uh, was it you could do, I don't know, if, if they could figure out some crazy way to do, uh, you know, cut the IPC in half and double the gigahertz or something, they would do it because that's, they're right. It's a marketing thing. Well, they did that with the FX series, right? <laughs> they, they tried <laughs> uh denver thank you for the other five when when are we getting those 32 megabyte 20 uh dollar bias chips that support six years of cpu instead of the 16 uh megabyte uh 0.02 cents bias chips don't they all I know, exist don't i they mean don't exist? all the max boards from yeah, msi yeah, have 32 and yeah, a lot of other boards yeah, yeah i thought that yeah they, 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 they yeah, yeah. yeah uh yeah a lot of the more expensive boards certainly have it um but again there's more expensive boards that should have it that didn't have it but th- th- that was certainly a, a technical limitation of sense but we had AIBs telling us that, you know, we've found ways to do this. We've got light biases. There are also multiple different types of workarounds that we can do. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we can even change the whole way this works, which is maybe what they'll do for next generation. Like we can have a, a, a sort of a base BIOS that detects the CPU you want to use and flashes, you know, that series of BIOS. Yeah. And then to go back, you can use like a BIOS flashback type yeah. feature if you want to downgrade the CPU. There'd, there'd be multiple workarounds there. It does make it a bit more complicated, a bit more difficult. But, you know, there's there's ways to make that happen. And obviously, 
well, I don't need to argue that there's ways to make that happen because they made it happen. So. Yeah, so, <laughs> so, Steve, I want to get your opinion before we move to questions. I don't know. You want a time frame here? Do you need to get off? I'm time? gonna go run to the restroom. Yeah, you real go. Quick. You go ahead, and I'll, I'll. Do you? Are you on a time frame? Do you have to leave anytime soon or anything like that? No, not really. Um, probably just like Chris, a sort of bladder time frame. But I'm good at the moment. Uh, <laughs> good to go. Yeah, yeah. But well, you're you're so, welcome to run to the toilet at any point you need look, to. Look, to look, look. I'm just I'm just working on a 12 gigabyte um, 3080 review at the moment, so it's not not terribly <laughs> pressing. My, yeah. I'll, I'll I'll aim to get that online tomorrow night, so I, I can oh, chat yeah. for as long as you need. Right. So we're just gonna we're just gonna talk about the 56 out uh, of 5800. X3D, yep, yep. and then we'll move to yep, questions, okay. and then now that, that's pretty much us done. All right. Uh, so the 5800 X3D, you've seen, you've seen, you've seen the launch at CES. Hopefully, um, uh, it's 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 announced. It's coming this spring. Um, I assume you've heard about it. Uh, what can you say? Uh, I I can say to this moment that I don't think there's any other SKUs. Um. AMD said that on more or less said that on piece. They didn't come out and say it dramatically, but they were like, "It, I think it loses its benefit if it's to go cross dual CCDs. So like, you can't bank on where it will be in cache, where the data, the fast data, you know, access that it needs will be in the cache. So if you have two okay. pools of it, it will it will decrease. This is all Halex words. Um, so uh, it looks like we're getting only getting the eight eight core one because they don't want to sell you the cheap one right they don't want to sell you a six core one so it looks like that's that's all we're getting yeah well that that certainly makes sense um you you well yeah that that makes sense I, I'm, I'm sure they've got ways to work around that and they'll do it a bit differently but i think the main reason may be that they want this to take the performance crown for gaming right mm -hmm. and for that you only need eight core 16 thread cpus that's eight, eight cores is more than enough providing those eight cores are fast enough which in the case of this cpu they certainly are so i, I think that's what they want to do they sort of want to try and take back that gaming crown from the 12900k and you know elder lake in general uh and it's possibly more of a tech demo type cpu you know we, we, we see them try the new technologies or new nodes with certain parts that make sense so i think there's probably a few reasons for it so mm. yeah but as as far as the performance of the cpu goes yeah that's gonna be really interesting to look into and it could be a really exciting part but again there's availability pricing and all that stuff that'll no doubt factor into it as well from from yeah. the wording I, I i from the word this is just reading between the lines on the way he was talking this is going to be an expensive part because he was talking oh, yeah. about packaging and you know extra price of silicon and and you know and 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 all this kind of stuff and how you know it's just for like and i think even they did a follow-up um gordon mong did a like a follow-up video solo video on it uh afterwards and he was talking about like this is for the elite this is for you know the people who have a little bit more you don't you don't want to be like they don't let uh first class board with you know with economy you know this kind of stuff like he was he yeah was, yeah it's 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 a sort of for the most part beyond diminishing returns but it's for the guys that want the best of the best and we know when it comes to gamers there's uh, plenty of those guys and again you might say well what about the you know the 5950x and it's like well you know as as we've sort of talked about earlier it's not really you don't need 16 cores for gaming no. in fact it's completely useless uh, unless you're doing you've got some other purpose for the other cores most right. games don't even use the eight cores of a powerful cpu like that um, and tim and i have talked about this sort of stuff at length before 
Yeah, the 5800X is going to power through every game just fine. If this gives you a 10 to maybe 15% performance boost when your CPU limited, uh, then yeah, that's pretty huge and people will pay a premium for that. It's not going to be 10 to 15% more expensive, that's for sure. Mm-hmm. So there'll be a hefty premium associated with that extra yeah. performance. I think yeah. I think slightly less less price than the 12900K. That's what I think in terms of pricing. That's my just my my ballpark. Like they want to be faster than a twelve nine hundred K, but they know they can't charge twi- like you know sixteen yeah. core money for it. So they'll just be a little yeah. bit cheaper than that. Yeah, yeah, I agree. This is I mean, it's always been the break in case of emergency thing. Like if Alder Lake was another fifteen percent faster than it was, they would need this to even be competitive. Um, but yeah, I assume that it's going to be their trial balloon to see how much they can sell a single CCD CPU for. I, I think it'll be more expensive than the 5900X. Mm. Yeah. Well, again, like, you know, I've seen people talking about, oh, this is more evidence that you know, gaming is going to be multi-core and it's going to be revolution in gaming over the next five years because we're getting, you know, 24-core and 32-core CPUs. It's like, yeah, nah, really. What they want to do is they want to have four to eight really fast cores that, for gaming and the rest are for winning you know productivity benchmarks Mm -hmm. because like the fact that we had how many games were single threaded in 2021 like or or near enough to single single or dual threaded like far cry 6 age of empires 4 like so many games there was very few that utilized the cpu as well as like you know battlefield 2042 which had you know has its own problems but that will utilize eight cores heavily well, on, on a modern cpu even games like that they're still single thread you know like shadow of the tomb raider for example you know yeah it'll use all cores they might all be about 80 percent, but there's that one core that's always getting pegged at like 98 percent, and that's yeah. the one that's holding you back mm-hmm. uh so even those they're still uh you know yeah. single yeah. threaded to a certain degree even, yeah even those yeah. massively multi-threaded games tend to hammer core zero right they they really like mm-hmm. core zero that's why you see you see you did your bet like we're like pbo or like all core overclocking doesn't tend to make a ryzen cpu faster in gaming it tends to be better just let the single core do its mm-hmm. do its thing right yeah yeah absolutely yeah it's all about that uh the single core performance for sure and you know, I'm not saying that all games are like that, but even if, again, four fast cores generally has you well covered. Um, and then, you know, you can argue background tasks, and I don't know why this one comes up a lot, but apparently multi-monitors for some reason requires a lot more CPU power. Don't I haven't seen the evidence to support that, but I, I see that claim thrown around a lot. But, uh, yeah, well, there's probably something we'll debunk later this year. But it's like if if you need 16 cores to game because some reason you have a lot of active background tasks i'm not even sure what they would be that would be using that many cpu cycles on a modern cpu but it's well, like well, maybe you gotta just... render your video while you're gaming <laughs> yeah uh, well, it, it, it's it's fun, it's funny you know like even on those sort of cpus when you're doing a, a heavy task that really hammers those cores people think that if you just have those cores free you can use those cores to render a video and it doesn't impact the game like somehow those pipelines are completely separate and it's not accessing system memory as well and clogging up the 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 pipelines to that it's not accessing different cache layers and stuff it's so bizarre but it's Mm. it's like you know you can't really do core heavy stuff while gaming it's not 
it, that's yeah. always, no matter how you spin it, a foreground task. Yeah. Right. You, so, you absolutely would need a thread ripper or something like that. You can do that on, but that's also designed for that. Yeah. Even then, though, like, because you know, I've got a thread ripper system. Um, I've got the sixty-four core model in it at the moment, and look, it does it way better than like even a sixteen core fifty-nine fifty X. But it, I cannot play competitively. Yeah. Like, it's it's very much you're you're forced into very casual, even single player mode gaming. If if you take gaming even somewhat seriously, the the stuttering that it does introduce at times when it's you know it, it's it's far from the usual experience when you're mm. not encoding a video in the background. I, I found so, I, I found it really interesting to see Intel's demo of the twelve nine hundred K, and you know Intel's always going to show itself in the best light. But I found it really interesting to watch their new scheduler at work where they had like you know like a, a, a decode going on and then they had some other sort of productivity workload and they you know they 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 just switched one on top of the other so they just literally clicked on one in the task manager and it came up and they, that that went really that started going really fast and then they clicked to the other one and then that started going really fast but the other one was still working on the e-course i found that a really interesting idea but like i don't know what that's like in reality because intel's gonna pick the things that work well, perfectly for that got, if you got that 12600k coming you can test it yourself here yeah soon. yeah, yeah exactly. but it's like it's like you could just buy a 5950x and have 16 really fast cores like yeah whatever whatever task the e-cores are doing they're doing it way slower than a p-core would mm -hmm. so they're they're doing it out of necessity they're like we really can't have the world's best gaming cpu and get absolutely slapped around on productivity benchmarks like yeah, right. we can't we can't have that happen so we need to be competitive and the e-core is a great solution to that it, it works but it's not what you know some people are trying to make it out to be like you would absolutely better off with with p-cores there for for, for general use you like it's as simple as that yeah. and so the the six the the 5950x is if if you have to Basically, if a game, which isn't the case, but if games started to heavily utilize a 5950X to like the tune of 80%, it would destroy the 12900K. Mm -hmm. but that and is and not run on PS5. <laughs> well, yeah. It's, it's not a reality and it's not going to be anytime soon, so it's mm. somewhat irrelevant. But the e-calls aren't anything special. Oh, they're, you... They're, you they're not achieving something they couldn't have done without faster cores in their place. They yeah. just couldn't have had faster cores in the place because the thing would have burnt up in the socket. Yeah. So, yeah. It's, well, all, we, it's also, also laptop. To, to, yeah, to, to, well, to speak to yeah, your, your flexible. Yeah. To speak to your point about, uh, about like, you know, we're not going to get any more than like game is not going to get much faster with more than eight cores in the near future. Uh, you can see where Intel's, and I know you don't like to talk about crystal ball stuff, right? But, um, you know the the it seems like from all the leak stuff and i i don't you know I, I don't like to talk about leaks any more than you do but like i just tried to see whether they're, they're realistic or not Um, it seems like intel tends to be putting its bag into going with probably the same amount of eight core eight strong cores and just doubling down on the e cores so they're just going to make the the strong cores in the future even more strong and then add more e cores on the back end like 16 or 22 or whatever that's what it yeah, seems like well, the that should, of it. I mean, yeah, I, I don't have any official information on that, but it's if true, that should confirm the obvious, and it's mm. that Intel understands how games work. They understand what games are going to be like over the next five to ten years, and there's no point. Like, the, pr the productivity benchmarks will benefit more from... Most of them will. 
most of them will benefit more from the e-cores because of how they work. They're not so random in, in nature and they're not accessing memory all over the place. Whereas, yeah, it's totally different for games. So it's a really elegant solution for solving the productivity slash gaming thing. Um, but yeah, it should tell you that you're not going to... Your 5600X isn't going to become obsolete for gaming overnight. It's just, it's not going to happen. And... I mean, we can just go back to the example of the 12100 quad-core now competing with a 3900X. Yeah, look, if you're, yeah, if, you're, if you're trying to do encoding on the CPU, whether it's the game or otherwise, then yeah, you're going to need something better. Right. But if, you, if, if your primary purpose is to game and you still want to drive you know, as many frames as possible and you're a little bit CPU limited, that CPU is still going to be really an optimal solution in terms of price to performance. Mm -hmm. there's, there's going to be a few things that are better. It's going to be the ultimate value CPU. And it, for me, it's a niche argument to try and justify buying a CPU with more cores. Like, oh, but background tasks, blah, blah, blah. It's okay. Well, if, if you're one of those niche users that for some reason has, you know, 100% load on four other cores while you're gaming, then sure, you need the eight core or the 12 core or the 16 core part. Right. But when talking, like, because, you know, our test systems aren't these clean test systems of a skeleton crew of applications. I don't, I don't format my GPU test rig anymore. We have it all configured. I... I do a, a basically before I benchmark a GPU, we do like a diagnosis process where I have some fixed numbers in some games that haven't been updated for over a day. I know where the performance targets should be. We test a few different games. Okay, the system's performing as expected. Put in the new GPU and start running the benchmarks. And I do that every single time. So it's not a brand new fresh system. It's got Steam installed. It's mm. got MSI Afterburner installed. It's got a um, performance metric type stuff installed it's it's got you know the all the the you play stuff the origin stuff right um it, it's got where you, you're gonna have it, on it, it, it's got it's got microsoft office installed you know it's got all the application it's got more applications than it's got a lot more applications than most gamers would have installed so it's it's a it's no different to my daily driver system my my work pc it's got all the adobe suite on it everything so yeah it, it, it's it, it, your system, at the very least, should be as clean as our test systems. If it's not, you need to format and you need to stop installing malware on your computer. Uh, <laughs> that's, that's the first step. Quick question. What's your daily driver GPU so we can know whether you're an NVIDIA shell or an AMD shell? Well, and you have to I, be one. You, you, you can't be neither. Uh, <laughs> uh, well, I, I, can't, I cannot answer this question then. Uh, it, <laughs> I, I, can't, I, I cannot honestly and accurately answer that question. So at the moment, I'm using a 6900 XT. Uh, and prior to that, I was using I was using an RTX 3090, <laughs> so my, my my shilling depends on the uh, the weather. But I had um, I talked about this on our live stream, which is kind of funny given all the driver flack that uh, that AMD received. So I had I've got two of those awesome new MSI 4K 144 Hertz 32 inch panels. Um, they gave one to Tim to review and they gave me one and then Tim ended up giving me the other one because I begged him for the dual monitor setup. Uh, and bloody awesome, love it. And I had the 3090 in there because it has um, DLSS support for games like Fortnite that I occasionally play. Mm. Um, so really good performance at 4K on that card in that game and absolutely loved it. But when I went to the dual monitors, it was just a headache. Like the monitors would every now and then flick black Mm -hmm. um, and then every morning I came in, I moved my mouse, the screens wouldn't turn on. I had to physically unplug 
the DisplayPort cables and plug them back in. So I thought, oh, okay, it's, you know, it, the DisplayPort cables that maybe came with these MSI monitors aren't very good. So I went and bought the 8K monitor, uh, monitor cables, you know, the the, yeah, the, the special yeah. heads and the, the, the right. wanky ones. Went and got them and um, plugged them in. No different, exact same problem. And it was driving me crazy. Every morning I came in, I had to pull the cables out, put them back in. Then that, that resets the, you know, windows and everything. And so that sucked. In the end, I thought, oh, I'll try the, the Radeon GPUs, but I don't expect them to be any better. Flawless. Like, I've not had a single flicker. <laughs> um, every, every morning I come and move my mouse, everything's where I left it. This is in Windows 10, mind you. Um, so I don't know what the hell's going on there with Ampere GPUs and multi-monitors, but I, I talked about that on our live stream, and a lot of guys who I know have RTX 3080s and 3090s, they said, yeah, we have the exact same problem. Mm. So I don't know how common that is, but... Yeah, I've not had a single single driver bug, single glitch, nothing with the the 6900 XT. I, I wasn't sure if it was something to do with the Threadripper platform with some sort of compatibility issue with with Ampere, but all I yeah. can tell you is going from the, the 3090 was a massive headache, uh, and the 6900 XT has been flawless. Uh, the Chad, so. the Chad, that specific YouTuber, which we're not going to mention. Uh, also tells you to buy a 2080 ti oh sorry 3080 ti for 20 for two thousand dollars so if you want to take his advice take his advice uh personally well, I, I think he's trolling because we call we call that one out every once in a while uh, but yeah. we, re we really got to get the questions here guys we got to get back to uh some of these super chats that we missed from earlier um oh yeah yeah yeah, so we, we got to roll through those because I don't know how long you're willing to go, Steve, and we want to get as many of these guys' questions as we can for you. Sure. Um, so let's see. This was from Nathan from earlier. Uh, what do you think about RSR being blocked off for cards like Vega and Polaris, which I find hilarious personally? Uh, do you see modded drivers being able to support it? And uh, what happened with Resizable Bar? Well, we talked about that part, but uh, RSR not on Vega. Meanwhile, they're still selling Vega graphics cards in every APU. Yeah, I mean, it's not something we like to see. I don't, you know, if we, if we put it to AMD, I, I don't know what their answer would be on that one. Um, and it could be that it's a feature they sort of filter down. I don't I don't really have any great insights or anything to add on that, apart from, like, I kind of get it when they release a new feature like this, the incentive, obviously, to make it supported on the latest stuff they're trying to sell and push. Mm. And you... I get that side of it, but also you could you could argue that implementing these new features and getting them working and supported and ironing out all the bugs, it makes sense to do that on the latest stuff that you are trying to sell, and then once you have that all dialed in and ironed out, you, you then start to offer you know backwards support or, or expand compatibility. And look, they did that with the the Ryzen five thousand CPUs. AMD said, look, they sort of compromised with us. They said, all right, you've called us out on our BS the community the community pushback was massive but look guys you know we've only got so many engineers we've only got you know and it's not even a money problem it's just only you can only only so many people can work on this problem so we're going to get it all dialed in for the new cpus that we're selling once that's worked out uh, i think they said something like january next year we'll address the 400 series chipsets and you'll get support that way and they did it mm -hmm. and that's all you can ask for so but again a situation like this it's not I mean, it's on reviewers, I suppose, to bring it to attention if we look at this technology. Uh, but it's ultimately on the the community to push back and say, you know, we want support, uh, and you know, we need we need support. So, 
that that's sort of all I got to say on that one. Yeah, yeah. I mean, for me, it's pretty simple. Obviously, they don't want to support Polaris any longer because they want you to buy new stuff. Um, but not supporting Vega to me is hilarious because yeah. they're literally still selling products with it. Yeah, yeah. But you need to buy the RX uh, sixty five hundred XT. Why would you buy a Polaris card, man? It's ridiculous. Yeah. Oh. Now that's that. That's really bad. But it, again, we'll. Um, we'll have to get more information on that. Like this is something that I'm not in the loop on. I don't cover this stuff. Generally, this is a, a Tim type topic, mm -hmm. uh, but yeah, we'll have to see what AMD say about it. And if they'll, if they, if, if enough pressure is applied, I'm sure they'll be like, Oh, you know, we've, we've got a later date to expand. Support, <laughs> you know? yeah. uh, I mean, that's how these things we've seen. Them I mean, how, how long has it been since uh, Zen three came out? So like a year and a half and now we're getting 300 series boards. So a year and a half, we might have a shot boys. Yeah. yeah I mean, that's obviously a self-interest thing. They're, they're, they're on, they're wanting to expand support to expand CPU yeah. sales. Orisor also only works with AMD cards right well um fsr works with everything so mm -hmm. oh, rsr is driver level yes, yes. it's basically driver level fsr yeah. with some caveats um we got yeah. we got this one from denver thank you denver uh this just in because of the removal of msrps the amd radeon instinct mi 250x has been named the best gpu of 2021 2022 um <laughs> I guess if you throw them out the window, whatever's the fastest yeah. win. Yeah, if, I you, mean, could that's it, that's if you could get drivers and display outs, right, it'll be. Yeah, yeah. but I mean, that that's the type of arguments that you would be legitimate in a world where MSRPs go away. It's like, well, you know, the 3090 Ti, it is the fastest. We have no idea what it costs, but it is the best. It's like, it's not the best. We should be comparing this to A100. Well, that's a whole different product, or it costs $15,000. We don't know what the hell this thing costs, so compare it to the $15,000 card. Like, that's why not having an MSRP is just not a good idea, in my opinion. If, if you buy me the $15,000 card, I promise I'll feature it in my review. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and he'll shave we'll his beard. And he'll, and he'll, and he'll shave his beard off as well. <laughs> Yeah, 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 yeah. I'll do. I'll do both those things in the review for you. I promise, hundred percent guarantee. As um, your um, is your word as good as AMD's word? <laughs> well, it depends how much the community pressures me. Yeah. <laughs> right, and then this one's from uh, Avash Bista. Uh, do you think AMD and Intel beating their X ninety Ti GPU would stop Nvidia from doing these type of shenanigans? I don't think so, and I do expect AMD to curb stomp them, but I don't think it's going to slow down Nvidia. Not till. Not until Intel's fully locked and loaded will they yeah. slow down. That's my opinion. Yeah, it sort of seems like um, oh, people are saying I'm blurry. I probably moved a little bit. Um, <laughs> it'll be a situation where once they're under the pump, they'll actually get dirtier. They, they'll play dirtier and you'll see more like tactics like what we saw with GPP sort of come out. Uh, so the situation we're sort of faced with, I think, will get worse the more pressure they're under. And I'm saying that because that's exactly what we saw with Intel, for example, um, you know, where we got like the principled technologies paid reviews type yeah, deal yeah, going yeah. out before reviewers. And I think we'll see more of that. Uh, they'll use their money to, to buy influence with, with streamers and that'll be their focus, which you know, we're already seeing evidence well, of that since. They did, they did that years ago. Do you remember like Hawks wasn't like, this is years and years and years ago. Hawks wasn't even a game that had been launched, but NVIDIA's 
uh, GTX 460 did really well in that game. So when they launched it, and they were like AMD was really competitive when they launched it, like they were like, make sure you feature this in your benchmark suite. Like you know what I mean? So yeah, they did play dirty back then even more than they do now because they were well under the pump back then. Uh, yes, yeah. So you you we're just gonna see more of that. It's um, but again, it's it's on. I guess the community to keep them in check and you know the reviewers to to cover that stuff as much as they can but it yeah it's kind of a weird area but i guess that's why we've got guys like you as well because you just stick your neck out there you don't care and <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah we, we we definitely get uh get beat up for it but hmm. um, someone's gonna do it somebody's got it's a dirty job and paul and i apparently just we're just gluttons for punishment <laughs> i guess uh this is this one's from denver and we missed it uh 16 megabytes the argument for the x470 and b550 not getting zen 2 i don't remember those not getting zen 2 ever but i remember it was kind of a pain in the ass at launch i remember it was kind of a kerfuffle for a few months yeah 16 gigabytes um, was definitely the i think it was zen zen 3 was the argument right is like yeah that's when it got really dumb uh yeah. nathan had one he ended up just getting an ssd no gpu until the 6500 xt uh don't do it nathan don't do it don't he, he do was it. Ta- in my discord he was all about it and then we had uh have atomized asteroid uh i use process lasso uh folder to rule out uh rule to put games uh in second 5950x chiplet on windows and run applications uh naturally on the first alder lake can eat your heart out so i mean yeah you could do that too and you probably won't have as big of a performance hit but yeah honestly i don't know what you're doing that you need eight cores for something else other than gaming but you know well it is a good way to ensure that uh, it actually makes sense you will get a better you will get better performance by doing that because it ensures that everything you're essentially Mm -hmm. creating a 5800x for gaming while having a 5800x for background tasks Mm -hmm. so he's not necessarily doing it for the background task but to ensure that everything stays as local as possible so that it helps a little bit but again like I would recommend this. It's not a bad thing to do or anything. I'm not trying to say he's wasting his time or it's silly. But all I would say is for the most part, you're probably on a CPU that powerful going to end up being GPU limited anyway. Uh, It depends on the games you're playing and how you're playing them, I suppose. But um, yeah, I think you'll find that in most games, you will end up being GPU limited before CPU limited, especially if you've got a powerful GPU, I suppose. Mm -hmm. Right. I'd really oh, sorry, like, not GPU. I'd really like uh, Windows to get good enough that you don't have to use Process Lasso and it just does it itself in a perfect world. Wouldn't that be? You want it to just work? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and it almost need like that kind of feature built into the operating system, and you would select the CPU that you're using and how you want to prioritize it. Mm-hmm. But you know, there, there'd be so much work involved in doing that, or maybe there would be. I don't know. I'm not a software developer, but. I don't think yeah. there's too much incentive for them to do it. And again, I don't think it'd make a world of difference. For some CPUs, like, what was it, the 2990WX? It would have been handy there. Yeah. I, I think eventually we'll have hardware schedulers that'll actually get good enough to yeah. just do that. I think Intel's kind of figuring out hardware schedulers is a good way to go. Mm-hmm. No, All just, right. Uh, that, that's the end of the uh, Super Chats. If we want to jump over to the Discord. Yeah, I got, I got mine open. Uh, yep. Carnizzle says, To Steve! How does it feel being an NVIDIA and an AMD fanboy at the same time? Your shell for both. Double it feels shell. good. It, it feels good. <laughs> I, I like to get Intel in there as well, though. So if we can work that in there, it'd feel great. Yeah. But, yeah. 
Yes, fanboy for all, shill for all, and work for none. Mm -hmm. yes. yes, there we go. Let's see. Uh, um, okay, um, let's see. Do we have... This is from uh, Nathan. Do we know the identity of the super-powered vigilante only only referred to as Atomic Steve? So that's your superhero name, I guess. <laughs> oh, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> So you, so you take uh, the thumbnail, I'll give you the PNG, and you, that's Atomic Steve, I guess. <laughs> yeah, I've, I've already saved it. Yeah. Um, Goes Burr says, tell Steve about uh, using Mike's Ryzen optimizing guide so Mike can sleep at night. So there's a guy in my Discord called Mike, and he okay. really likes to optimize people's Ryzen CPUs. And his argument is okay. that, that um, Ryzen's a lot faster than it is out of the box. And that more reviewers should do that. And to him, I say reviewers just test out-of-the-box settings. Yeah, I mean, that would be a special feature type thing. Uh, yeah, I'm always torn on that kind of stuff. And, you know, people bang on about undervolting. And while completely missing the point that undervolting is really just overclocking, but achieving a slightly different thing. But what I'm trying to say is it's silicon dependent. So while you might be able to run your CPU or your GPU at some sort of really low voltage and it maintains stability and runs a lot cooler and therefore can, you know, maybe boost better or whatever, or just be much more power efficient. There's a reason why Intel, AMD, these billion dollar companies with the best engineers in the world, or some of the best engineers in the world are running their CPUs at certain specifications because they know they, they know basically that that binned segment of CPU, what it needs for all CPUs to maintain stability under all conditions. So it's the same thing with like, you know, memory tuning on, on Ryzen leads to huge performance benefit boosts. It does the same for Intel, but Ryzen, um, especially the earlier architectures are particularly sensitive to stuff like DRAM latency. And you can tighten up those timings and improve that. Often, though, you really have to overvolt the memory quite significantly. And I had some G Skill Flare XCL14 memory, and I think I was following one of the, I think it was the not the fastest, like the fast profile in mm -hmm. the um, the Ryzen you know tool. And after about three months, the memory died. Mm -hmm. Now, was that because it was overvolted, or was it just because the memory was going to die? Mm -hmm. But I've got like I've got about. 12 i think 16 sticks actually of that memory and no other all four sticks died they just have memory errors in all systems now whereas you know the other 12 sticks uh, they've been in many different systems and never had a problem but they've never been over vaulted so we're, you're running them out of spec you don't know what that does to longevity you also don't know that just because that was stable on that particular CPU or that particular motherboard with that particular memory, that that is going to be stable on all configurations. And that is the tricky thing. Like that's the cool thing about PCs. Um, th there's so much variety, so many different configurations you can go with, but it's also a, an almost impossible challenge for compatibility. So yeah, it, it's, it's more of a, it's more of a special content piece. It'd be very misleading and a bad way of going about yeah. it for out of the box reviews. Yeah, that's uh, what but, I said. Yeah, yeah. It's it's just not. A, I know it makes sense to the enthusiast guys, but yeah, it, it's something we could do. It's an overclocking type content piece, I, essentially. I, I think to speak to his point, and I, I do agree with Mike on this one, is that a lot of reviewers, not you, and not not, but some reviewers out there do um, tend to 
like you know they'll 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 test uh, and, and they'll test both CPUs and they'll do a tweak or whatever to the AMD CPU and then they'll overclock because AMD CPUs don't really overclock and then they'll overclock the let's say the 10900K to 5.2 gigahertz or whatever and that'll be you know their their review and then it makes the 10900K look way way faster and it just is argument is that people don't really tend to know how to get the best out of the Ryzen platform. Uh, but I would argue that it's easy just to hit a five point two, a fifty-two multiplier, and, and press go. Than it is to do all of the things that are in your guide, Mike. That's that's my 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 counter argument to that. You know. Yeah. yeah it, also, it's, it's too niche. Not a lot of people do all of that. And like what Steve and I were talking about before, the Intel boards will do that. Most of the good ones will just automatically do that. So you don't even have to hit a button; it just does it. Yeah, and and not saying that overclocking's. Ter oh, sorry, uh, benchmarking is terribly difficult, but it kind of is. It's mm. like making sure everything is set up and you're getting accurate numbers. There's nothing that's sort of a bit off or there's a bug somewhere or whatever. It, it, there's a lot of stuff that you have to make sure is dialed in. And it's our reputation. Like I can't, if I put out numbers that are completely wrong, I've got to delete that video and then apologize mm. for getting it wrong and redo it. And when you start like tweaking memory settings and doing messing around stuff, and then it introduces stability, like, so if I did that, let's just say I did that for my day one review, but you know, it created memory errors in some of the productivity benchmarks, for example, am I then saying, oh guys, you know, it's not a professional grade CPU. It's okay for gaming. We didn't run into stability issues there, but productivity, we kept getting crashes and issues and problems like that. Like, and, and then, what do you what do you do there or do you then say oh but we reset it to the default settings and it was stable there so you can't really overclock these cpus they're not that stable like mm. it just makes it a mess and you know there's been so many times where we've tested new games on new hardware configurations and there's some weird bios configuration that's messing up the results and just having it, it's another layer of complexity that just it, it's going to trip you up and lead to lead to bad results so we try to keep it as simple as possible that's another reason why we were hesitant to jump on rebar like every other well just about every other review was doing it just because it's a new exciting feature and let's do it but yeah we had our reservations and we explained why they were so yeah. it's just the, the way we do things yeah uh Adam, atomized asteroid steve it's also uh, it also keeps uh, all the chiplet l1 and l2 uh for the game reducing micro stutter test could uh could be interesting results so he says that's about basically using process lasso right yeah i mean yeah it depends on the cpu you're using and again there's a whole heap of complex pretty sure stuff you've there, tested but... that before where you put everything on one ccd yeah we've done a lot of that sort of testing and stuff before and found that you know it can improve performance for for sort of reasons mm. suggested here uh but it, it, it's going to vary from game and you know even now windows 11 will probably handle things different to windows 10 but yeah it's it's definitely interesting and worth looking at but again you wouldn't do it for a day one review or, or a product review it's it's additional content where you're investigating something yeah also thanks right. for the five mate sorry to forget to say that um, oh always thank you always thank you on those ones yeah. uh so this one's from uh multiple choice marty and uh, we only got two. We didn't go too crazy. Um, do you recommend? I'm guessing he's talking to Steve, but uh, I guess we could all do this. These are quick. Do you recommend using game mode in Windows 10? I don't. Um, well, I mean, we looked into this ages ago and it didn't make any difference that we could detect. I think Gamers Nexus looked into it and that was their conclusion as well. 
Um, I may be recalling incorrectly there, but yeah, from memory, I couldn't find it really. It didn't change my benchmark numbers at all in either direction. So I don't know if that's the general consensus or not, but at least for benchmarking, it didn't do anything. Didn't know it was a game mode in Windows 10. There you go. All right, so doesn't matter. Yeah. And then uh, two, does Steve foresee a GP? Okay, so this is crystal ball time. Do you do you think the GPU shortage will get better this year? Is essentially what he's asking. Better or worse? Um, I don't. Well, of course, it's absolutely impossible to say. This is just an absolute guess on my behalf because I don't have a working crystal ball. Uh, but I think it will improve this year. Um, I don't know if I'm speaking from a hopeful sort of point of view or, but I do think it'll improve. I think there's a few signs already that it's probably going to improve, but ultimately I've got absolutely no idea. <laughs> is my honest opinion on that one. Oh, but, hope yeah. for the best and get good signs. That's kind of where I'm at. Yes. <laughs> yes. I think the GPU market will improve this year. Yeah. If I had to guess one way, I, I would say, I think it is going to improve. And I think uh, we're seeing some early signs, some think, early indications that it will. I think crypto goes dur instead of burr. That's what I think. Um, <laughs> well, uh, it always happens in cycles, doesn't it? And yeah. so it could be at the end of a, mar a, a, a mining boom at this point. Uh, yeah. Um, a question for all Intel arc leaks seem to so crystal ball time. Uh, suggest that they are very good at encoding and other productivity tasks considering intel is just as enhanced in oh, just as entrenched as in in professional software market as nvidia uh, it's likely we'll see them try to reach parity relatively soon what do you think uh, nvidia will do to try and maintain their stranglehold on professional market do you think intel's ability to leverage gpu and cpu pairing features like deep link will allow them to take the lead in productivity workloads and professional market that's from professor vr well, as someone who focuses 99% of their energy on gaming benchmarks, probably not the best person to ask on that. <laughs> but um, it's certainly an in for Intel. Um, there's less, let's say, game driver issues to worry about there. So they could hit the ground running a bit quicker and you know, people pay a premium for that sort of stuff. So I'm sure that is going to be a focal point for them. But yeah, I mean, I don't even know if we'll even do any productivity benchmarks with the new GPUs, maybe the, again, for us, that would be a special content piece because we've never featured that sort of stuff. Yeah. Uh, I think maybe, maybe for the 3090, we did a blender test, but yeah, we, we generally don't do that because we cater to the gaming audience. So um, that, that, that's sort of that on that one. Um, the, the initial reviews from us, will be trying to look at as many games as we can and there'll be big benchmark follow-ups, but I, I don't even want to predict how that's going to go, honestly. Yeah. Yeah, I I, think, I I would just say that Intel will want to get in there, and they have the ins. So yes, they will be competitive on that stuff and I, try to push out CUDA as I, much as they can. Yeah, I've always said that Intel is the one that's going to invent Skynet, not Nvidia. So that's my thoughts on that one. And they just yeah, they're just better at accelerating stuff. Like they've been doing it for a while now, right? So. Um, all, right. all right, so next one's from uh, Jufus, which is Ivan from the Frame Chasers channel. Uh, he has a really good question here. He said, uh, 308012 gig uh, was up on EVGA's website for 1300 and on Newegg Shuffle for 1500 Does Steve know if this is a shortage gouging or if this is a new post-COVID MSRP inflation? 
as in two years from now, uh, the 3080 cards will be $1,500 going forward. So do you think that these ridiculous prices, they're obviously not going back to what they were, but do you think that where they are now is about what we should be expecting moving forward? Uh, I, I don't think so. I, 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 again, I certainly hope that that's not the case, but as as things start to return to a, a, a bit more normal, I mean, uh, it's hard to even talk about that at this point in time, I guess, but if the demand from crypto dies off um, significantly, then, yeah, I think, well, it, it's a demand thing, isn't it? Like, that's why prices are high, because of demand. But if the demand wanes a bit, if it lowers a bit, then, yeah, prices will come down because they still want to make sales. So we'll have to see how this year plays out, but I don't think that's going to be the new norm. Well, again, it depends on the demand. Like yeah. we'll just have to see. It's really impossible to comment on that one, but all we know is that the 12 gigabyte 3080 is there to sell at those prices. And then Nvidia wants a bigger piece of the pie. Yes. That's, that's what that's all about. Yeah. And Again, like I've said, I don't really have too much of a problem with that because that's just the price. Again, I would like them to try and fix the problem, but it's not in their best interest to do so. Mm. So rather than distributors or AIBs lying their pockets with these huge margins that you know not enjoyed previously or maybe the last mining boom, it's it's better that the people that put the research and development to making the products get the larger share of the profits, yeah. I suppose. I, th I think you have to be clear. There's a lot of people who have uh, misconceptions. They think that, you know, because a 3090 is gone for three grand and Nvidia is making two and a half grand of it. They're not. The way it works is there's a bomb, a building bin of materials, and usually it's just the chip and the RAM that they sell to the AIBs, okay. and then the AIBs do the thing, or they might sell them a cheap board design or whatever, but they, they do that, um, and they charge them a specific price. That's not MSRP. It's usually lower than MSRP, and then they make the product, and then they sell it to a distributor, and a distributor sells it to a, a, a retail guy in the retail, and then along all the chain, they all make profit, and that's what the MSRP is supposed to be. And yeah, so so suggested when, retail price. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. So when when Nvidia made the 3080 12 gigabyte, what they're t essentially doing is resetting the MSRP that they already gave for the 3080, so they can get a bigger slice of the pie at the end of the day on on on, on the on the shelf. You know. Um, yeah, I mean, if they saw this coming, they it would have been a totally different release. Yes. I've said I've said it before. If anybody saw this coming, the Xbox would be seven or eight hundred dollars. <laughs> Same thing with the PlayStation. Yeah, because yeah. real realistically, they can hold to the price, but these guys are out for making profit. Those guys don't need to make profit. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's it. So, Nvidia that 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 the bill of materials they can adjust that dynamically now. So, if we do see GPU pricing drop by let's say twenty percent over the next three months, they they can adjust that. To, to fit in and they'll still maintain the same margin relative to the retail price if that makes sense yes. yeah. rather than that margin you know because they they obviously the idea for on their end is to keep that retail margin at, so once they sell the card on there's a certain percentage made from that point to when it, it hits you know shelves yeah and everyone gets their cut along the way and that's generally meant to be a fairly fixed figure but then when supply can't meet demand and it blows up, they still get their same margin. But as you're saying, distributors are AIBs are then able to inflate their prices because they can. I um I got in trouble because I know the I know the margin that Nvidia make 
uh, that retailers make on the founders edition cards and i'm not supposed to know it um so i got in trouble for it <laughs> well i've seen uh i've seen distributors prices and i've seen retailers prices so have I. Uh, so have I. and at least for the stuff they source through distributors i know at least here in australia that the retailers aren't price gouging they're the ones getting price gouge and they're actually getting shafted more than you know yeah. um f for example like with the 3080 12 gigabyte i know even just to secure those cards they've got to buy motherboards that don't make sense to sell yeah. so it's just <laughs> Like, yeah. I, I, so they're, 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 retailers are probably getting screwed. The retailers are actually, at least the ones I know of, and I'd say it's, I'd say that it's 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 fairly universal. They're getting screwed over more than anyone else. They because, typically do in every industry. Yeah, retailers. Yeah, because re retailers make about eight percent on the founders edition. That'll tell you, like, and that's probably yeah. Well, like, yeah, at, at, like. Yeah, it's painful. Like, there's, I'm sure there's been retailers who have taken pre-orders at MSRP for these cards, haven't been able to fulfill them. No doubt the person that purchased them was pissed off with the retailer, and then they've had to offer alter. Because here in Australia, it's illegal to 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 do certain things like you know take the money and then change the product and charge them more, or yeah, or, or not even fulfill that order and just tell them that the price has gone up. Tough luck, give them their money back if they don't want to pay. So the hands are kind of tied on that. So there would have been some compromises made over over like the original 3080 release and other GPUs. Mm -hmm. And so yeah, it, it, it's 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 um yeah, that's all I'll say. Yeah, <laughs> that's all I'll say. I've I could um, say that I've seen all of the for for European retailers for um for uh micro center in 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 the u.s and they buy them for cheaper than most people do because these cash um for uh for great british retailers i've seen all all three of the biggest ones in in in, in great Britain. i've seen like like literally what they buy them for and then what they're on the shelves for they're not scalping as much as the distributors are and lord knows what the what but nobody knows what the abbeys are making this is the problem this is the big well, just take a look at the 6500 XT. AMD says 200 bucks. Asus wants 300. That's 50%. Plus, they already had the margin built in at 199. So you know you can kind of math it from there. Uh, John Ashby, thank you for the 499. Do you think that the lack of consoles is what's also facilitating these prices? Mining aside, console demand has not been satisfied. I would actually argue that's not the case. So I'll be back in a day. second, boys. I'll be back in a second. Okay. Uh, the Series S's are in stock. I, I showed you guys on the video that you could just go out and buy one series x's are now in stock at gamestop right now you can buy them they were there last night so I, w I would say that that's finally getting saturated so i don't think that that has anything to do with it you got any anything to weigh in on there steve or Oh, you were talking about consoles. I tuned out sorry all right there you go <laughs> I, I would actually argue i mean it, to be honest with you guys, I mean, you're better off just buying a console at this point until yeah. until pricing goes back to normal. And realistically, like a lot of people are like, well, I don't want to rebuy my whole Steam library on the console. Well, you don't have to. I'm assuming you all the games you own now, your current setup will run. So there you go. And then you can just buy the new stuff. I mean, there's, there's ways around it if you don't want to give these guys your money. Uh, we just got another one. Thank you, little uh, Nipotis. I'm sorry, I probably butchered that. Uh, any opinions on uh, 
big buff bear daddy guys. Daddy's guys? I have no <laughs> idea what that is. I have no idea what the heck that is. <laughs> yeah. Uh, right oh. at, uh, yeah. Um, right, let's... Paul, do you have any idea what the heck that is? Yeah, I have no idea what that is um, at all. Uh, um, Steve, is that one of your inside jokes? No, it's nobody's no, inside no, joke. No, he's no, just no. he's just being a troll. <laughs> I mean, it was all right. I was just yeah, wondering. I wish it was. No. Um, Thread says, "Don't like consoles, lol." Um, so as in, I don't like them. Now, I, I've got nothing against consoles. I'm just not interested in them myself. Um, mm. Yeah, I, I prefer you know PC because I like to do more things than just game. Camp. Can't play uh, Age of Empires 4 on a console. <laughs> no, I, I'm and I'm very much a keyboard and mouse gamer. So unless I'm playing like you know a car racing game or something, yeah. but yeah, just nah. I, I haven't played a console since I was about twelve or thirteen. So yeah, but if you like console and you want to be game on console, that's perfectly fine by me. Uh, a, a lot of my mates that I play games with uh, play on console. Yeah. So. I mean, let's just be honest. It, it makes more sense at this point in time. Once we start getting reasonably priced stuff again, PC then shifts back. I mean, that's that's just kind of where we're at. My boys, let's quick fire yeah, this because yeah. it's two, half two in the morning here for me. That's right. Yeah, Paul's fading. Go for it. Um, uh, Crypto goes. Burr wants to know what your favorite what your favorite comfort food is, Steve, and on your favorite comfort drink. Uh, um, well. My favorite food or my favorite drink isn't typically what I eat because if I eat what I enjoy eating or drinking, I'd be the size of a couch because I sit, I do what I'm doing right now most of my time. I've got an exercise bike that I try to use for 20 minutes a day um, and that's the only thing that stops me from getting huge. But also I do have to watch what I eat now because I'm a 38 this year. So mm. I'm, I'm, I'm getting up to the point where I've got to watch out what I eat and stuff. Mm. But so um, I... I've been drinking lately these, um, the, they're like apple cider fermented tea type drink things. Um, no sugar, no artificial stuff. It's like a probiotic type thing. I actually really like the taste. Mm. So it's, it's, it's essentially like drinking water in terms of the health stuff and then eating. I mean, I love seafood. I love mm. seafood that I don't know if that's, it's not really something you eat at your computer <laughs> while you're gaming, but, um, yeah, love all, all seafood. Absolutely massive fan of seafood. There we but, go. Yeah. I'm a steak man myself. Yeah. I like a good I like, yeah, steak yeah, done yeah, well. Yeah. I, I have to cook it because nobody else can cook it the way I want it to be cooked. Right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I, I like a steak too, but yeah, seafood wins for me. Uh, I, I liked steak more when I was younger as well. Yeah. So anyway. Got, got rid of the electric cooker because it wasn't cooking my steak the way I wanted it. Got a gas cooker. That's how... Yeah, you've got to have a barbecue, mate. Yeah, I've yeah, got a barbecue say, as well, good. mate. i got a barbecue as well. I live in Ireland, man. You don't get any barbecue in days in Ireland. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know. I'll go out in two degrees Fahrenheit and barbecue, <laughs> but that's me. Uh, so this is from Denver. I don't know if this is a question, but it seems like a statement. Uh, anyways, bit of a note. E-cores do have their place. Buildzoid from actual uh, actual hardware overclocking, if I remember correctly. P versus E-core scaling showed that... Four E cores that fit in the place of one P core is about 1.3x performance of one P core. Yes, they're more efficient. They they are definitely better uh, when using 60 to 75 percent of the power. Yeah, uh, yeah. Activity. For gaming, this means nothing. Blender, blah yeah. blah 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 blah. Yeah. So th this this was more of a statement. 
yeah, they're, they're good at what they do. Thread, this is my last question, so I'm going to knock it out. He's asking, what do you think about modular GPUs? Do you think that would be a thing? I mean, I don't even know what the benefits would be. You'd have to sort of, you'd have to pitch it to me what you think your the benefits of a modular GPU would be because it's like the PCB, how much does that cost? And then the memory, you'd have to make that modular as well, I guess, mm -hmm. but then mm -hmm. that's virtually impossible to do. Yeah. Um, and then like the cooler is probably one of the, the cheaper parts of most GPUs. Mm -hmm. And then it's the GPU. So it's like you'd be buying 90% of the card every time you wanted to upgrade it. So just buy a purpose-built card. Unless I'm... Unless my on-the-fly analysis there is off-base. But it just seems to me like it would be... Uh, it'd probably end up costing you more to make a modular GPU than buy a new GPU. Yes, yes. Yeah, because the VRMs would have to handle five, 600 watts. You would need all... Yeah. What's well, a motherboard? A graphics card would become you'd buy a graphics card motherboard mm -hmm. and it would have a specific cooler that works for that slot and then you could only upgrade to gpus that had that same pin count it's yeah. like yeah the problem is with that well, the problem is as well as like the traces right any any length and traces when it, when you're talking about a product so like it introduces latency right so it's just like it's it's a pain in the arse and i think ddr6 yeah. has yeah. to have the same length traces for every module as well so it's like, yeah, it's it's a weird, 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 weird. I mean, you, yeah, you you could still to a yeah yeah you couldn't do it, you couldn't do it too difficult. It doesn't make sense. Mm -hmm. yeah, so yeah. It, it would not be convert. Uh, was it commercially viable? Yes. We'll it'd be, yeah, way. it's like it's technically possible, but why? <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, Crypto Ghostbar also asks. He knows that I'm not into modular keyboards. Um, I just buy cheap mechanical keyboards that i like to switch in what's your guys thoughts on like customizable keyboards you know those really expensive ones that you can buy and build yourself and all that good stuff yeah i'm not that into keyboards to be honest with you um i mean i love a good keyboard i use a mechanical keyboard but yeah. um basically as long as it's a decent mechanical keyboard i'm generally pretty happy like a palm rest can you mm. give me a palm rest i'm happy mm. I can't make the software work for my razor keyboard i have right now like i paid a hundred bucks for it because it was on deal on amazon down from 200 i can't make the software work it will not do my leds it will just won't do my leds razor doesn't have software it does i have the software right uh, now mate. no no when they when you plug it in you just hit cancel i thought you were serious there for a second <laughs> <laughs> I am. Hit the red box. <laughs> like, look, look at the color of my Just mouse. Say no. Look at my mouse. Look at my mouse. The wheel is green, yeah. and the thing is, I can't, I can't address the, the RGBs. I just can't oh, do it. Yeah, oh, th this one. Um you can just turn off by pushing some buttons same as like the, the glorious d and o and all those ones yeah you push a sequence of buttons turns the lights off and you can actually use it for more than six minutes without having it plugged in yeah so yeah. but yeah the, i i have zero rgb motherboard peripheral software installed on my computer yeah. none yeah, yeah. i have so. I'm, the, I'm the same way and actually when it comes to the keyboards i'm a big fan of the absolute cheapest keyboard on the planet like yeah. the ten dollar keyboard because <laughs> they just the same as the hundred yes yes take the money some take the money you're going to spend on the keyboard and put it against your gpu better pc yeah. overall yeah i remember someone said to me in the comment section like oh i followed your vrm guide and i bought the i think it was an msi um i don't know let's say b b560 motherboard or something and they're like oh 
love all the feature set. You know, my CPU runs cool. The VRM's cool, like you said it was. It's all great, but I have to take it back. It's just the worst motherboard ever. It keeps crashing my application and stuff. I'm like, what, what, why? Like, oh, the software, the motherboard software is terrible. I've got to get a different board like Gigabyte. And I'm like, yeah, nah, well, Gigabyte software is as bad or worse. What you do is you go to your um, programs and applications, you find <laughs> MSI, and then you uninstall it, and you never, ever reinstall it because you don't need it, and it's garbage, and stop looking at your fancy lights. But, um, yeah, the, the motherboard software is so bad. Look, it would be good if it was good. Um, and yeah. We don't really review motherboards in that sense, but it's all it's all so bad. It's so yeah. bad. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, that Hire more software, never... guys. And uh, Denver actually asked, does it still have the malware exploit? We don't know because none of know. us install that stuff. Yeah. Well, I guess Paul did. But no, yeah. I, I did to try it. <laughs> what I usually do is I install, this is what I do with all my LEDs. I install the software, set the colors, and then uninstall the software immediately. And just leave That's why this, that yeah, the stuff that has like um, memory in it where you can save what you want to do is just yeah. priceless. Yeah. Yeah. so good but the stuff that doesn't as soon as you close the application it just goes oh rainbow. you just got to throw that in the bin yeah. or turn it off yeah my but, key my um, keyboard is now fluctuating with your voice i don't even know how i set that up to, to, to turn it i don't I, I honestly it's, it's magic it, it's hearing <laughs> you talk shit about it and it's like no no we totally do a thing <laughs> yeah don't do a thing um so you do my questions are you chris yeah, I banged out my last ones. Uh, will 2022 bring any true advancement? So basically, will what what do you reckon? Do you ne reckon the next GPUs will be fast, will be real fast, but like also cost a lot of money? Do you think like the, the GPUs are going to go much faster, but also more expensive? Uh, well, if they were released tomorrow, I could almost guarantee they would be fast and very expensive. Mm -hmm. uh, so it, timing is everything on that one. But... Yeah, if they're released later in the year and the market recovers by 20, 30, 40%, then yeah, we'll just have to wait and see on that one. It's, put it this way, if you're hoping to hold out for the next generation because it'll solve all the problems, I think you're probably going to end up being pretty disappointed. That That's from Materialistic, sorry. Uh, Denver wants to ask a question for Tim. I'm going to leave it because it's for Tim. Uh, I don't know why he asked a question for Tim. Um, I'll answer on Tim's behalf, especially uh, if it's a... If it, Especially if it's a technical monitor question, I'll it's, give you the best uh, okay, answer right, you're ever going to get. Right. Uh, Tim <laughs> Channel, uh, True Steve, I kid, I kid, but uh, why do you think affordable TVs uh, that could be used for monitors have disappeared? Back in 2016, I picked up a brand new uh, Vizio four, D40 UD1T. TV. You don't have to read the model. Just yeah, whatever. He, he got a Vizio TV. Forty-inch, four-K, uh, sixty. Pretty, uh, pretty for pretty games, uh, and a ten eighty p one twenty for competitive games. But the thing was only one ninety nine USD. Not on sale anything uh, uh, or anything. Uh, tried to look for a replacement recently and i couldn't find anything oh he asked this question before so basically he's asking why did cheap 4k tvs that had a 1080p 120 option go away well channeling Denver. my inner tim i yeah. would say probably because they're not actually that good like tim's always been in the opinion that tv panels are designed to be tv panels and game monitors are designed to be monitors and they're sort of two different things and you can kind of mix the two to a degree depending on what it is but typically for pc use monitors are just much better for displaying text and windows based applications um so i'll be interesting to see how close i am to, to tim's answer on that one but i think 
he would just say that there were panels released specifically for use as a monitor that are just better at that price point. Yeah. So I don't uh, know if that's true. But... Uh, I vehemently disagree with you, and this is our OLED plug by an OLED full stop. <laughs> but, 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 by the way, by the way, we have to get it in there. I forgot. Steve has joined oh, yeah. the OLED club. Yeah. He, he's yeah. one of us now. I one think OLEDs. Us. Correct me if I'm wrong, but I think OLEDs are a little bit on the pricey side, and they have um, a downside. I think it's burning or something yeah. if you leave like burning. windows up. So that. But it's yeah, nine ninety. Yeah. It's nine ninety nine, Steve. Nine ninety nine for. Oh, uh, okay. Right, like yeah. those. Yeah. You can get a thirty two inch four K two forty hertz stupid crappy LCD panel, and it's it's it could be fifteen hundred bucks. Like some of these models I think are crazy. It, I think if they were more practical in size, then yeah. But I mean, yeah. As I understand it, um, OLED obviously being the superior technology for you know content consumption movies and whatnot mm-hmm. um again for windows it's just not as practical as yeah. you know traditional lcd technology so i think even if we got like a 32 inch oled i'm not sure how great it would be as a computer monitor at least with the current level of technology but that's something tim could weigh in on but i think i think yeah i mean what are, what are the small ones like 42 inch or whatever that's massive yeah. to use as a computer monitor for if you're just gaming then sure but if you're trying to you know content creation or whatever but, um, I, see, my whole argument is, is most PC gamers, it's like 99% gaming, 1% work, and work is like office. <laughs> I mean, mo- most people that the PC game, they don't actually do anything productive on their PCs. Yeah, I mean, sure, but like my mate will leave his Skype, his bright white Skype window right. open and then leave his computer turned on and his monitor doesn't go to sleep for an hour yeah. and he yes. does that every yes. single time. Well, that, so, that's not for him. Maybe, maybe that's that not for him. Warning that. That yeah. that should be uh yeah OLED gaming or OLED monitors are for responsible people like yes. that should be the warning yes the responsible people Here, here's yeah. an idea well, buy a hundred dollar uh 1080p 24 inch monitor right for your for your desktop you know stuff and then and then when you're ready to game you slide it over to the side and you have your OLED behind you and you enjoy beautiful beautiful OLED content. Yeah. This is why I don't come on this show. You guys and your OLED shilling. It's just too much. That's right. Yeah, if we're shill for anything, it's for OLED. Yeah. Yeah. Now, well, um, to join the club and sign one of the elites, I bought a C177 inch. So I've got that really awesome. Got the big boy so I can flex on these fellas. My my daughter, who's, you know, into the Marvel movies and all that, loves it. But she comes in and watches YouTube on it. I'll turn around and she's got YouTube full screen but not the video full screen so there's like the white text down oh. the side of the, and it's and i'm like make that full sc-. so I'm, I'm trying to train her into the habit of making it yeah. full screen every time so um i think you're so, too yeah, afraid she, of born in i don't think that's gonna like if she's just leaving it on for for a couple of minutes or whatever well yeah no no she was watching like she'd been watching it for i don't know how long um but she'd been watching it for a while and it wasn't full screen so yeah. i am um, I've, I've, I've trained her now she knows yes. the way of the oled i am by so the she's way OLED, she's OLED safe i was 100 percent getting the 77 inch and my wife was like maybe we should measure the wall because if you know where my front room is my front room every wall is glass right every single wall except for the back wall that leads into the kitchen area and and there's like a kind of a like there's just two there's a walkway around so you can walk around but there's just this big pillar of of concrete in the middle as the only wall i could put it on i was like maybe i should measure the thing like so i measured it and i was like yeah it's not gonna fit <laughs> so i had to get a 65 inch 
Um, yeah. What was I going to say? Yeah, so, uh, it's actually, uh, it's much better value than 65 anyway. Yeah. yeah. Um, where is the, do, 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 uh, just troll, what's Steve's thoughts on, just a troll, what's Steve's thoughts on AK? That's from Geek. You don't have to answer that. Um, uh, <laughs> the decoy, I can't think of anything to ask, but I just want to say that I love all three of you and the conversation, insight and honesty uh, you bring to the community. That's a lovely message. Yeah, yeah I, love, I like those ones. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. and then, <laughs> then Mike is just asking once again, will you look into his guide? I must get his guide and send it to you so you can validate uh, whether you think, it's, think it's, it's all right or not. Well, I, 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 I'm, sure it's, I'm sure it's good and I'm sure it works well. Um, yeah, I'll, I'll look into it. Yeah, I'll get his guide and I'll send it to you. Sweet. Okay, uh, well, that's all my questions. Um, all right, so Steve, do you have anything else you want to get off your chest or ask us or? Um, I don't think so. I think we've done pretty good, to be honest with yeah. you. Yeah, I've I got. Think... I've just got to get back to actually doing some work now, and yeah, I've got. I've got reviews coming up. I don't know how interesting they are, but I've got <laughs> them coming up. So there's the hard sale on that one. Maybe there watch. I don't know. I was going to say, link is in the description below if you have not subscribed over to Hardware Unboxed, you yeah. heathens. Yes. Click the link, hit Do the it. subscribe button, and uh, go ahead and watch the reviews that Steve will produce and put great uh, quality into, and they'll be really good, uh, well produced, and content-wise determined for yourself. See, there you go. I can be diplomatic. I just choose not to be <laughs> And uh, yeah, I guess uh, that's really all we have for you guys here today. If you guys want to subscribe to our channels, also down below. If you want to buy an OLED, go to any of my videos. Links are in the description there. Appreciate that. Um, and 